Hey, where have you been? Well, Mom, I've been working nights. And? Um, well, tonight we were out late. We took a ride on the, out to the country, and we hit one of those deers. I tell you, all the blood came from. I told you. Jimmy told you before, I want to say. Anyway, you know what reminds me? I need this knife. I'm going to take this. It's okay? Okay, yeah. I just need it for Bring a little while. Bring it back, though, you know. Well, the poor thing, you know, we got... I hit him and his, uh, we hit the deer and his paw, what do you call it? The paw. The paw. The, 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 the hoof. The hoof got caught in the grill. Oh. I got I to gotta hack it off. Ooh. Ma, it's a sin. You're going to leave it there, you know. <laughs> yeah. My inner scarf. <laughs> Let's get it on. All right, let's do this. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Yes. <laughs> we were just talking about stupid people, <laughs> which, which carries it right into our pod. Political. <laughs> it might have been political. It might have been political. It might have been. You should mention the, the crazy emails that are going around, because our oh. mom just got one, and your wife got one. My wife got an email yesterday. She sent it to me. She's like, what do you think I should do with this? And it was from the Proud Boys email website, and it said... We have all your information. We are going to come after you if you don't change your party affiliation to Republican yeah. and vote for Trump. We will know how you vote. We have control of the voter registration. We've <laughs> taken control of voter registration. Take this threat seriously. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, so really reaching. They made CNN. And yeah, it did 183 people at UF got this. And apparently it happened down south. Yeah, because in, and Alaska. Uh, in, uh, happened in Alaska, too. In uh, Port Charlotte, my mom got one, too. And that, it uh, even listed her address on there. But like, <laughs> He said, these guys are so stupid that that's the tactics that they're going to have to... Uh, to to do and I, I get it i i'm trying they're trying to throw the kitchen sink at everything now. i mean i could get if i could figure out a way to get email addresses of democratic people because yeah. they send me text messages from people i don't that are yeah. that i agree with yeah i get them every day oh, yeah that want to know if i voted so they got my they must have got my information from somewhere so you've got to assume that these assholes if they get like five scared people then i guess they consider that a win i mean would you tip your mic just but down. yeah, there you go. I want to tip it up. I don't want to tip, tip it, it up. I want to hear what you guys to say. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you, that was all the stuff before. It involves it, it involves people being strapped down and spread honey on them and have fire ants <laughs> eating their faces off. But we won't say who. This is not the Halloween pod yet. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> yeah, we are doing true crime. But it would be a crime week. if I did it. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing true crime this week. It was it's going to be a good lead up to our Halloween episode. That's going to our epic Halloween episode that happens next week, where we're talking about uh, serial killers, cult leaders, and uh, mad scientists. Which, yeah, it'll be uh, probably three or four if, days before the uh, elections. So. If you pointed at me and said, "Okay, next week's pod is all on you," yeah, this is the pod I would do. This is the pod you do. This is the pod nice. I would do. This is a good. Uh, this, this is, is the masterclass. There's one on here I don't know. There's another one on here I haven't seen since it came out. Other number than seven? that, uh, number it. seven, I haven't yeah. seen since it came out, but, but you're I'm familiar, familiar with the, the story yeah, yeah. intimately. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. These, that's what's great about these. We can talk about the movie and we can talk about the real uh, life kind of case with it involved. We've got some people uh, doing lawn care behind us, but I think they're going to stop here soon. But I think we're going to drown. There might them be out. some true crime. <laughs> I mean, we could shut this door uh, if we think it's going to be uh, too loud here. What do you think? You think I think it's fine. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, <clears throat> this I mic will. picks up a, uh, very little in the background compared to like what is in the forefront and everything. I'll so. sit up big and tall that I'll way. Sit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that will get it across because it's a back of me. Uh, 
What was last week? What did we do last week? It was me and uh, Justin. Yeah, we skipped a week because things got a little crazy. I had to go down south, uh, painted my uh, father-in-law and my brother-in-law's house that almost killed me. Easy job? Oh, Hard man. Job? It, was, it was a pain in the ass because it was like a what you normally would do in a week, I had to do in like a day and a half. So it was, oh, I got down there. And one I, coat? I got down there. And, uh, yeah, luckily they got good paint and I Oof. had one coat. And uh, I was telling them they have that popcorn ceiling in a. I, I oh, said popcorn ceiling, ceiling stuck, oh. but at, from a painting standpoint, it's great because the the line is easily cut. It's, yeah. You don't have to create like that ninety That's degree true. angle line. So I was able to do it really quickly. But like that first day, I got down there. I worked till three a.m. and slept till seven a.m. and set my alarm and got up and then worked. So I was like painting seventeen hours, just nonstop, nonstop, to the point where her father's <laughs> texting her and says, "Your <laughs> your husband's a maniac down here." I said, "Yeah, he's on a schedule." man so I, I got almost everything done I told him I said I come down and help with the exterior but uh, uh, not until January when it cools off in South Florida man that's some hot shit down there but so yeah we got a little uh, uh, sidetracked with that but we're back on board now with some really exciting lists yeah it's a good list of 10 man that, uh, that I, I'm always fascinated with true crime you know and that's that's the only good thing about true crime is you can look at it and you'd be like man this is gonna make a fantastic movie someday two of my t- top five movies of all time are on here oh nice that's pretty crazy to get a list like that and yeah. I would almost say that number three of my top there, yeah. 10 are on here yeah yeah uh, definitely for my top twenty for sure. Definitely my one of my top twenty is on here with number ten. But uh, yeah, that's, these are all great movies, you know. And that's what even looks not to go back to the politics, but it, how many movies are going to make about this thing? It's going to make movie after movie after movie. They're going to be making about the year twenty twenty. Oh you know? yeah. Just it's if you're not writing one now, then uh, someone else is doing it. So. <laughs> I just I want it to be over. I don't know if I could write one right now. <laughs> That's why I write fantasy. You when adapt, when real you, life becomes uh, fantasy, you could adapt land. that dome one. The name your script. Oh yeah, the Crystalis Island. You could adapt that yeah. one to be. Yeah, pan- well that's pandemic. that's definitely Slanted. pandemic. I, I think in the first two months people were like crazy to kind of adapt to pandemic movies, and now now we're just all kind of sick of it and done with it and everything. I mean, and this is not exhausted. going away until next summer. Yeah. People are exhausted, really, with this thing, and that's why I don't get with people's kind of votes and everything. Are you happy with the way things are right now? Are you really? (laughs) Because I don't see how you could be possibly happy. And then people blaming uh, the the candidate that's not in office for all that's going on is absolutely ridiculous to me. It's an interesting way of uh, attacking it, for sure. (laughs) Why didn't you make a mass mandate? Because I'm not president. I'm not president. What the hell? Tomorrow's uh, debate's going to be interesting. We're too. Republicans if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, don't even, say, don't even joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just want normal shit back. So, <laughs> All right, well, let's go into uh, some true crime here. Uh, we'll start with your favorite, man. This is your number one, your number one dog. And, yes. Uh, it's, so it's uh, 2007 Zodiac, directed by the incredible uh, shit. Not Christopher Nolan, is it? It's uh, damn who directed Fincher. Uh, Dave Fincher. There you go. Dave Fincher, man. Who knows dark stuff? One of my favorite directors. I mean, always my, done some, dark some stuff. Some of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's does, in a couple of When he does these types of roles, like, I don't give a shit about his superhero roles. Yeah, he's good at it. But I'm yeah, sure. these other ones, he, he's like got Spotlight. Or Foxcatcher. You know, Fox I mean, catcher. he's absolutely incredible in these roles. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy uh, everything he's done. We're talking about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who, who is always puts out quality stuff. Also, what do you, uh, 
the one I, I usually don't care for Robert Downey Jr. because he, he just comes he in as awesome Robert Downey Jr. But he's really good. Sometimes it takes that character that he, he played does the well. old. He played the old. Robert Downey Jr. though because he was an alcoholic and a drug addict yeah 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 in this movie because that's how I remember him growing up oh yeah he was the fuck up he he was was the guy that got arrested and got caught with two ounces of coke or something yeah people forget that like him and Drew Barrymore had like that they were the bad they were the bad kids and then they now one of them does Disney movies and the yeah. other one some of them puts out parenting that, books. Some of them can flip that <laughs> shit around. People like Lindsay Lohan is, has not flipped it around. And again, she she's was never, coming close though. She was I never think, a high level actress in the first place, no. so it was not like uh, what I, these guys. Although um, she was awesome in Bobby. Yeah, that's weird. Mom just she watched was, Bobby for the first time and she's watched it twice. Yeah, since I in, in great, like two weeks, great she's movie. Watched it twice. The best. If you want to see a movie, and I know we're getting out here. Well, it was a crime. It wasn't. It could easily have been on True Crime, to be honest with you. But uh, but it wasn't it, dealing with no, specifically. It was with that day thing. from the perspective of everyone that was six involved. or eight different main characters yeah. that were involved. Very Christian clever. Slater was great in it. Yep. Uh, Sharon Stone was great in yeah, it. Yeah. Who else is in it? Uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin it Sheen. was directed by Emilio Estevez. Yeah. yeah it was unbelievable. Yeah, really, really good movie. I haven't watched it in a while. I'll have to watch it. Uh, anytime Mom watches a movie two times, I'm like, man, I need to rewatch that again because I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Her well. and I have that that genre right there. Yeah, yeah. It's probably her favorite, and it's probably my favorite. Yeah, true crime or mystery. Yeah, yeah. Zodiac, the one we're about to talk too. about. She I loved Zodiac. Zodiac was Zodiac one of her is one of my favorite. If you can have a favorite serial killer, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> First off. Unsolved, yeah. It, nothing. It's pulls it's your one imagination. Of the few ones on here that is unsolved. Number two, he taunted the shit out of newspapers and cops for years. Yeah, with secret codes and prank phone I calls mean, and cards to victims and. Got you don't see it. that much. I mean, the, you saw it a little the bit. With the, uh, also with the uh, the guy. With the BTK. BTK. BTK was but the he, one. And uh, they haven't made a good BTK movie oh, yet, and, and, and they will. But he is fascinating. But I, I'm. He's way more creepier than this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's difficult because to, to listen to. I watched. He, they have a. You can go online and, and people are like. I wonder why he goes and watches that stuff. It's the same reason people it's go watch the beheading videos. I don't watch those, no. but I like to watch court. Uh, court footage that BTK the the judge literally just asked him to describe all the crimes yep. oh and, and he, he had no problem I think he really enjoyed with, doing with, it but with no emotion yep. and just like I got I got the victim a glass of water and then I put a pillow under their head yep. and you know I, got, I told him everything was going to be okay and he's like then what'd you do he's like then I put a plastic bag over his head and strangled yep. him to death I mean and and that's like, the why the fuck would you comfort them yeah. and then do that that's psychotic it's creepy it's very that's way creepy. creepier I mean, than and the Zodiac it had a lot of uh, qualities from uh, that Dexter season 4 you hear Dexter's coming back I did yeah Wait, which I, I thought they they shit the bed on a lot of those seasons and everything, but it did leave it open for the best kind of revival because he was just in Alaska, you know? He could Didn't just, he just he point just, his boat somewhere yeah, and take yeah, off? He, no, he ended up being Alaska. He's like a fisherman oh, in yeah, Alaska, right. so he could just, like, pick up and start again. So it's, like, yeah. the easiest kind of revival for you. Bar- but Dark unlike, returns. Unlike uh, <laughs> BTK, we would have loved to have heard the motivations with Zodiac I mean, Killer, you know? I mean, I... I, I think they did a really good job Graysmith, of this. Of, uh, Robert Graysmith was the character that Jake Gyllenhaal played in yeah. the movie. He wrote... So the movie Zodiac is is about the crimes... What, the guy from Roseanne? Uh, from Drew Carey. Yeah. I want to know what his Not name Roseanne, is. Because he needs, uh, 
He was great. He needs his due. He uh, was from we, Fargo. Yeah, John Carroll Lynch. We've talked about him on our character actor pod. He's the one that they kind of alluded. It was like was, two or three people that different people thought were the... Yeah, one of them was the uh, guy Charles Fleischer played, uh, yep. the, uh, the Roger Rabbit guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Gyllenhaal went into his basement. Yeah. And the, it was creepy great. as hell. The whole man. movie was filmed great. You could tell that the same guy who did Seven did Zodiac. It's that dark quality. Venture does that so well, you know, that he uses the kind of darkness in his cinematography to his benefit. Even though there were some very light scenes, one of the most disturbing was the couple uh, uh, having the picnic. Yeah, but this is like, this is a classic. This killer was spurned by a woman, had woman issues. Because if you look at his crimes, there was two crime scenes. The one at at the the lake... The guy lived. Yeah, the guy at the lake, yeah. And the, no, the guy in the car. Okay. They were going to watch the fireworks. Yep. And then she went through the drive thru, remember? And then they went and parked on Lover's Lane. Yep. And people came by and threw the firecrackers and these. And then they started making out. And then remember, he thought he was a cop. Yeah. Because he put the flashlight in front of the gun and came back and spent. And just like Mark Ruffalo's character, he's like, he gets caught up so much in killing the women, he forgets to finish off the men because that guy lived. The guy at the lake lived. Yeah. The only male that died was the cabbie. That's and right. this is, and the funny thing is, is the Zodiac took credit for a dozen plus more murders. Yeah, like that he may or that may he, not nope, have done. That he that we know he couldn't have committed. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he just he read details from an article in the story, and then came out and said he did it, and when he could when he had access to the information on the crime beforehand to yeah. know what he was supposed to claim to. They know, in fact, that he did the first two or three because he gave. He gave details that only he knew. Yeah, but what made the Zodiac so famous was those codes. Yeah, the codes, which was very interesting. That I I like that they they put them out to like people. They were like there was like a a a family in like Kansas that like that husband and wife school (laughs) teachers. They're the ones that solved it. They had that great scene in the movie where they're they're showing NASA people quantitating Mm -hmm. it. They're showing naval intelligence. They're showing FBI. They're showing sheriff's departments. And then they show these two, like, middle-aged teachers yeah. at the breakfast table. You're like, you want to have a go at it? And yeah. And they did it. And I, I love all the stuff with the, was it San Francisco Chronicle that was uh, that was uh, yeah. major? And yep. John Getz well, was the main kind yeah. of uh, guy. And he well, was great. Think about it, the um, that uh, Dirty Harry movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was very similar. That that no, was based was off based of It was based off yeah, the yeah. Zodiac. They had the, the codes. Scorpio in killer. Yeah. Yes. But they had the codes. Yep. In the, they wanted him to print them in the paper. Yeah. And it was very controversial. Because there was three papers that he was sending codes to, yeah. one co- unique code to each paper, mm-hmm. and all yeah, three really of them before took the Zodiac, our, our our closest Zodiac movie was Dirty Harry, the original Dirty Harry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it basically was the story of Zodiac. They just changed a lot of stuff on it. Except he did talk about shooting kids coming off the yep, bus with the, off the bus with the M1 or, rifle. Yeah, and uh, killing uh, African American people, yeah. killing gay people. I mean, he just was like. He was crazy, but he knew how to pull the strings for the uh, the press too. You know, he wanted that kind of attention, but it, it's a shame. It, it's like I'm I'm really glad that they caught the Golden State Killer. Yeah, because uh, that was one of the ones that it, it's got to be a shame to have he a loved one die that this just guy. This doesn't guy killed get five or six people. And yeah, oh, the Golden State, State killed like thirty or forty, right? And, yeah, raped in killed but they also yep. raped and let people live and I, it's great that they got him even in his last 21 <laughs> 21 and me but yeah that's a killer like, man paul, paul that's said killer. the other day he's like 
He's like, I'm. I think I'm gonna get that 21 in me first. 23 said, in me. 23 in me. I was like, you, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. if you're <laughs> if you're a development dealer, you yeah, 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 yeah. it's 21 in me. <laughs> That's the special one. There's so many people that I have, said you better give Matt a heads. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people that have screwed over their brothers or, yeah. or uh, uh, loved ones. I said ones. I'm good, but you better give Matt a heads up. <laughs> yeah. He may be good too, but. It's crazy how many people have been caught that way. That's how they it's, caught it's the great. Golden State. It's killer. great. You go into that database and uh, and yeah, they can narrow it down to a relative. Yeah. If they can do that, yeah, that's crazy. All I have to do is find out which of those relatives lived in in Southern California between 1970. It's and crazy, man. It, it's really, really crazy. But th- this was a fantastic movie. And Beautifully I, I love shot. That it the was time a- fractures. The I like. The, I use this, and you use this too. Sometimes as that that research minutia. Oh yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's really good. I I love that they they didn't shorten it up because there's a lot of times in movies that the uh, the What's producers two, and everything two, really two want and a half to hours? want to stick it. And this was three hours. I three think. hours. I'm pretty nice. sure this was three hours. And when you're telling a large enough story over several decades like that, and that's what's great about this. They had a serious jump at some point where they were going 10 years ahead of time, 15 years ahead of time, and where these people were still on the case. Isn't that where, uh, like, who, I think Jake stayed on it and uh, Robert it's left it? It's still an open investigation in Like Venice that County. scene where they went to Robert Downey Jr.'s boat and he just, yeah. he was surprised that he was even still on it, you know? Like, you're never going to find this guy. I love the scene where they go and interview John Carroll Lynch where oh. it's Elias Codius yeah. and uh, who, who else was in, a Ruffalo was in the room yeah, with and him. The- Guy from Friends? Friends? No, e, uh, ER. ER. Oh, Anthony Edwards yeah. was in the. Uh, Anthony scene? Edwards yeah. was awesome in this. He movie. was really he was good. His partner. And you hadn't seen Anthony Edwards in a long time. Or anything? He wasn't killed in this movie. Why did no. I think he was killed? No, remember, no he, he was hired. Yeah, that's right. He was on the case when they they killed the cabbie, and everything. Such a fantastic movie, man. It really is. If you're not familiar with the Zodiac case, and it doesn't bother you to watch a movie where you're you're never going to... It's like Hoffa. You know, if you watch the movie Hoffa, yeah. you know that it, it's going to... Although it the directors, think, yeah. like, I know, I think I knew who did it. Yeah, and I think they did a pretty good job of, of guessing who did it. I mean, it. they followed Graysmith's book. Yeah. And Graysmith thinks that... Who was John? John Graysmith was the... Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. He wrote the book... Remember Chloe Savigny and him yeah. got married, but sh- remember it was like straight out of a CSI episode or like a Homeland where the pegboard with all the oh, yeah, maps yeah. and yeah. pointing and arrows It was difficult different for their relationship from what I heard, I mean, the, because... John, Robert Downey Jr. had the greatest line in the whole movie. He went to his boat because he's like, he's like, when the investigation's going nowhere, so we gotta, someone, he's gotta, we gotta write a book, and he... And he's like, I think someone should write a book. And Robert Downey's like, God damn right, someone should write a book. He's like, What, what about? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was coked out of his head. <laughs> All right, let's go into number two here, man. We're gonna drop down the the shady parts of Florida. Shady Florida. You know so, what? You know what the shady parts of Florida, Florida are. Is that what? Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of Florida is fucking shit. It is. I mean, we're lucky that we Excuse live in language. probably the normal, uh, the no- we live in a blue kind of city surrounded by some uh, sea of some red, sea of red, and uh, some. I would. I, I love would, living in the. I would have to say Gainesville is literally the only city in Florida that I could live in. Yeah, it it really is. Tallahassee is close, but Tallahassee is where the state government is, yeah. so there is still Saint Augustine huge... too is pretty. Saint Augustine, but uh, is okay. I couldn't live in South Florida. I couldn't, I couldn't certainly couldn't, couldn't live in South Florida, and Jacksonville is just a nightmare. Yeah, Jacksonville is a nightmare. We grew up. We went. To, I went to high school in Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte is just a. I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's a bunch of rednecks and Trumpsters out there. That not are just, even just rednecks, just small town every kids crazy with thing I've seen do. when I lived in Florida was in Port Charlotte. When I was you know? in Port Charlotte, 
people would get in fights. They'd just cruise around, yep. get drunk, go to a parking lot of a gas station and yep. say stupid shit to somebody, hoping that they would say stupid yep. shit back. And, just and beat then the shit out of you. Where everyone sat around and watched it happen. I remember yeah. Jeff and I and me? Andrea. And me. And you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarah. You were there? Space. We went to Kid Space. You don't remember me being there? Shit, I watched Jeff get punched in the face. The second we got there, I could tell the energy was bad. Yeah. We, we you could feel go it. Go ahead, tell the story. So because this, you fill this, in the details. This feels like I don't a remember situation. This exactly sure. feels like it. So we I wasn't even drinking back then. No, we were just we going were just, someplace to hang out. They that had wasn't this place called Kid Space. Yeah. And literally it was a play, playground. But what would happen is since Port Charlotte's pathetically small, teenage rogue teenagers at would night. go and hang out at night yeah. there and they'd smoke pot and they'd drink and they'd play music and you'd play basketball yeah and you'd just listen to music and not it, nine times out of nine ten. times out of ten it was totally cool and everybody was cool yeah. and you ran into friends you had but every once in a while there'd yeah. be a bunch of dipshits there just yeah. trying to start shit who I was the girl with us andrea oh andrea was the girl so yeah. my girlfriend at the time and my one of my good friends at the time, yeah, and you, Jeff, and I went to high school with him. And so we were, we were went in there, and I think we got out and we we're hanging out. And then, like any other situation, it was a big giant pickup. It was like two minutes after two we big got there. pickups full of people in the back and in the cab, yeah. blaring. Do you remember what they were playing? No. My name is Mud. Oh, interesting. By uh, Primus. Primus. And they were doing that stomping around. Yeah, yeah. Well, they came up to us and they asked us if our name was so and so, and we were like, "No, that's not our name." And said, "Well, we're looking for that kid, and if he comes up, we're beating the shit out of him and everything." And you could tell that they were all wasted, and it just shit got ugly real quick. And we got out of there. He got punched while time. I was pulling away. While yeah, the car, was we all moving. got in the car. We were like, I think you were, or uh, we were all in agreement. Well, we got to get the hell yeah. out of here. So we got in the car, and they were like almost jumping on the hood, but punching the windows yeah. and everything. But they punched Jeff in the face. I mean, hard. Big black eye for yeah, a yeah. week, <clears throat> and uh, I have a feeling that if Andrea hadn't been there, things would have gotten even yeah, more yeah. physical. I think they were apprehensive. They were. We I think they were pissed that they were expecting to get in a fight with someone that night, and they and that didn't. Wasn't and there. now these two, these four strangers in there are going to be our victims. Now, so we got out of there. But you know what? Luckily, like nowadays. I'd have shot those motherfuckers. Yeah, I'd well, have shot you, one of them. You would have had to be. You would also have to be concerned that they were people that would ha- would have uh, concealed carry weapons yeah. and everything. If you're in Florida, you have to go in assuming that the guy next to you has got a gun on him. Like I pulled out of there with reckless abandon. If I had run one of them over, I wouldn't have felt bad. No, I mean we went home. I, I remember hanging thought... out in the garage at once we got back, trying to like to recoup and wonder yeah. what the hell what just the happened and giving getting Jeff ice for his face and everything. It was scary. But... You went to high school with a serial killer. Yeah, we did. He ended up, uh, him and his brother ended up going up the East Coast killing like uh, two or three people or something you like gotta that. You got to have three to be We classified. hung out with him one day. Remember, we watched oh, yeah. him beat mm-hmm. the shit out of somebody yeah, at, a, at, at a, a gas, gas station, station for Sunday. doing nothing. He just looked at him yeah. and he punched him and kicked him through the window and we we're like, well, that's Why how it are starts. It's like, it's like, who are you looking at, nobody? And you're like, oh, you disrespecting me? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God, I'm just man. trying to walk to my car. I, mean, I need to live someplace oh. else. Well, well let's anyway, go back into bullying bully. here. Bully was the true story about this kid who had grown up being bullied by this one kid. Brilliantly played, horribly. Uh, Nick Stahl hasn't done a whole lot of stuff. I looked up his his filmography. He seemed he was on a good track of doing a lot of movies, and then after uh, Sin City, he's only done a few things here and there, a lot of indie stuff. He but reminded Nick Stahl me was of on he, a good track of being a Nick great Stahl's actor. Nick Stahl's character reminded me if Jason Tyler had been more violent. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's just he he was just that bully man. He is a bully volatile to, everybody. to be around because you never knew what the fuck he was yeah. gonna do. Uh, Brad like, Renfro was the kid who was bullied in the movie, and Brad Renfro is not with us anymore. And he was a fantastic actor. You, uh, we should mention this is a Larry Clark film, yeah, and a so lot it's of people super happy. Like a happy underlying undertone to the whole movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a, Larry Clark is from one the, of those from directors. The, the Disney movie Kids, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Disney movie Kids. <laughs> so Larry Clark is a, a director I can't recommend to many people. Another Day in Paradise might be the one that uh, the one commercial movie that people could watch. Is that the one watch. where he smuggled? The, uh, the, no, that's the one with uh, the girls James got... Woods and Melanie Griffith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that was good. Uh, Vincent, the Grifters. Uh, Vincent Can- uh, they were like Cashner, Grifters. The guy from uh, he, he eventually married the girl from the Gilmore Girls, and he was on uh, he was on every season of Mad Men. He ended up being really good. And it was just about this kid who had gotten involved with a bunch of grifters and they got involved with all this crime. But in Bully, it was these kids in Hollywood, Florida. They were just... Nothing to do. Nothing to do but doing drugs and everything. And one of them was getting constantly bullied. But then that the bully started branching off to the other friends and bullying yeah. them. Raped uh, Baju Phillips. One of the most difficult rape scenes to, even, to ever watch on film. All rape scenes are I difficult to watch. Yeah, some you, of the movie. The, the, just because it, it really is. It's it difficult. Like, but, uh, Michael Pitt was amazing in this movie. Michael Pitt was also an actor I thought was going to be huge after Boardwalk Empire. He was amazing in You know who else Boardwalk was in this Empire. movie and you probably don't remember? Who's this? The guy they bought the guns from? Oh, yeah. He's from Kids. Oh, wait. No, the guns? I, I meant the hired assassin was from Kids. He was the one The guy they the went girl. and bought the guns with that went with him? Yeah, yeah. He's the kid. He's the guy. For, he's in every Larry Clark film. Yeah, but do you remember what else he was from? Uh, no. He was on the wire. He was Bub- Bubbles' friend, remember? Oh, Bubbles' friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had like a bad tooth and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised he branched out to a bigger thing because he was always one of those Larry Clark guys that you never thought was going to be big. But if you go back and watch Kids, he's the skinny kid that ends up raping the girl with AIDS at the end, and he, he gets his own uh, due from that. But it is a difficult movie to watch. There's an unrated version, which is the version you watch and the version I have and well, everything. If, I, if I'm watching a movie, I, I'd rather watch the unrated one. I want to watch whatever is Unless going on. Unless it's... Like, I don't want to see the unrated version of Happiness. No, but <laughs> you've never seen Happiness, so you don't realize That's that, true. Uh, I know. that there is it's, a lot of uh, satirical. It's a satirical movie. I know. But it's it's difficult as hell, for sure. Uh, I, I think bullying kids. Larry Clark films are very difficult to watch, man. Um, the, but there's a great story that I read about it, if you want to hear it. Sure. Um, Larry Clark had gotten the funding for this movie, yeah. but it was... It was uh, he was in the movie, too. Yeah, he was the dad. He was uh, the dad without yeah. his shirt on. I knew it as soon yeah, yeah. as I saw him. Yeah. I was like, that's got to be the director. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so in order to get financing of this movie, Brad Renfro had to be in it. Yeah. He secured the money based on... Well, Brad on- Renfro got famous for The Client, yeah. and he was also... He was going to be a star. Uh, App Pupil was App- his other famous yeah. movie. So he got the funding. So he went to Brad Renfro's house. Yeah. And he said he came out and he looked 35. Which, this is like six weeks before filming. Oh, yeah. Track marks up and down his arms. He's been shooting coke. Yeah. So Larry Clark hung out with him in his house for like two days. Yeah. And then kidnapped his ass. <laughs> and drove him to Florida and like put him in isolation yeah. and got him a trainer and yeah, got him a nutritionist. Renfro had some issues, got him, Got him like... So when you see him like taking his shirt off and he's all ripped and yeah. buffed and looking yeah. healthy the journey excuse me that he went from when larry clark picked him up yeah. six weeks before filming to that point 
It must have been miraculous yeah. because he it's was... really shame. I, I really loved Brad Renfro. One of my favorite movies he was in was The Informers, which is also a difficult movie to watch. Uh, and uh, that just shows the shady that Mickey Rourke is shady in that. It's about Everybody's child shady. kidnapping and uh, the the onset of HIV where people are not realizing what they have. And it's a very disturbing film. One of my uh, one Red Easton Ellis one of wrote my favorite and... singers. Um... What, Chris name? Isaacs. Chris Isaacs. Yeah, Chris Isaacs. Great I, role in I that like for him band. too, man. It's really good movie. I, I love The Informers, but a lot of people. Once again, yeah, it's the, very, this like, you feel like a, you got to take a shower when you're done. There's like 20 movies it. out there that I could that I enjoy that you enjoy that I I, I, I got to be very careful about yeah. recommending them to the right people. There's yeah. certain people that I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend Antichrist. My, my Christian friends would not. Yeah, you don't you don't recommend uh, Lars von Trier I don't have movies many Christian to people. You don't like recommend Larry Clark or Lars von Trier movies. Let's get to the actual crime itself and bullies so they're a bunch of inept stupid kids and they they hire an assassin with quotes because and but they, but he, they were he all was part a dumbass too but they were all part of they it they were all a part of it and what you don't realize is three of those kids that went along yeah. that got prison sentences had never met this dude yep, yep. never met him yep. they just sat around for two weeks listening to how shitty he was i mean he raped Bayou Phillips, he raped Brad Renfro and filmed it and was yeah. showing people yeah. films of it. And, and he just would beat the shit out of him at any moment. That just scene in the, in the car when he punched him in the face while he was driving. And, and then, like most bullies are, that are oh, your yeah, friends. Oh, no, you're my best you're friend. You're my best here, friend, man. man. You know, you're best, my best friend, yeah. you know? Yeah. They'll turn on you in a second. Don't If you, Scary, if you know a bully in your life, get the fuck away from yeah. him. There's yeah. nothing worse. And you know what? If I'm honest with myself, I can say that I bullied i went along with bullies in the past yeah. when i was a kid what i always respected from our uh our cousin eric was a bully to he bullies was, he was he was like the he, he was uh what, you know the movie i'm thinking of uh, uh my bodyguard yeah yeah yeah. he's like the bully bully yeah yeah and i always <laughs> appreciated that that he had like a code he says i'm not bullying people that don't deserve that, that that's aren't too easy themselves. it's fun that's too easy and to it's bully like someone. drug dealers you know yeah. <laughs> it's too easy to bully somebody that can be bullied i want yeah. to bully the bully and show him how it feels yeah yeah i have a lot of respect for that but most bullies have horrible home lives are bullied themselves at home by their, their older dad brothers comes home, or their, their older brother comes home and yeah. beats the shit out of him and i it, we didn't live that lifestyle so it's difficult to kind of see it but Everyone knows that bully, you know. Now it's we're lucky that we didn't have to deal with the cyber bullies, which is a whole different ball of wax that people yeah. have to deal with. At least at school, when you were bullied, you got to go home and it would it would end. Yeah. Now, now you got to deal with and that. It's tough on too because you can easily just say, "Well, don't go on social media," but it's a lot of people's lives, man. Yeah. That's how they stay connected nowadays. So they end up they end up dragging this bully and with the ruse that the, he was how shitty have they were that this crime was. Uh, is disheartening. Yeah, they were like bad. telling people about, hey, we're gonna go kill so and so, and they're like, what and the then fuck are you talking about? Oh, we went and killed this guy. And, yeah, and uh, but they thought there was think... nothing wrong with it. Yep. Or just talking to your mom. So what yeah, would happen? What a hypothetical. Yeah. What would happen if somebody killed somebody and they they weren't actually involved, but they didn't report it and everything? And they More were nude just scenes in this movie that. than I had seen in a movie. In yeah, well, that's Larry Clark for you long, too. Larry long, Clark long, likes long to use time. that type of thing, but it, it fit the it fit it the did. group. It really did. Yeah. But he had like that scene that uh, that was like shot Dutch angle from oh. Rachel Miner's crotch up, <laughs> like during like, a, it was during a non sex scene. Yeah, yeah. It was just she was on the phone, it was just like Bush in the yeah. bottom, and then her face at the top. And you're like, what the hell are they showing here? What angle are they showing? Loves... But it, it's disturbing. But it's it it hasn't. He was a heroin addict. Uh, real life, yeah. Larry Miller, oh, Larry, Larry Clark. Clark, yeah, yeah. It, Larry there was, was enough about the, the good thing with bully compared to kids was 
uh, there was enough funny kind of likable scenes in this well, that Michael uh, Pitt, like Michael Pitt's character, was, was great. Out of his or mind, the guy, stoned uh, the whole goddamn movie. What I thought was interesting, if you look up the real story about this, yeah. how much Baju Phillips uh, bullied the uh, the bigger kid on the movie. You know, the bigger kid that Michael Pitt did yeah, the yeah, acid yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, on the set she bullied him and wanted him to come out as being gay and he had not come out yet instead she made his life hell where the, so much so the big that guy Nick was Stahl, gay the big guy was gay he was he's in mean girls he's really okay. great he's a great actor but, I, uh, some i can't remember his name but he was he was awesome he looked familiar uh, when i saw him mean girls he was so funny I never he, saw he mean was girls. the outlining group I in, never uh, saw mean, oh, girls. mean girls was funny you i keep hearing two movies i hear about that i've never seen that i should give a chance the devil wears prada good movie yeah and mean, and, girls. And mean girls i've never seen either of well them. mean girls was directed or written by uh, tina fey too it was really oh, funny yeah. uh the, i like her and uh i it, apparently yeah baju phillips would like to the point where nick Stahl and everyone on the set had to take her aside and say you need to stop doing this to this kid you need to stop doing this to this kid so he it really fucked him up which is very weird and surreal that they're doing a movie about bullying and this major bullying on the set <laughs> i was like come on you guys are not learning anything from this from this story that's happening here she so. came from a weird disconnect she did she, she was fucked Anyways. up too that there it's surprising how many fucked up people they got to be in the movie too you know and a lot of times they have to kind of who was brad renfro's girl the one that did most rachel minor i she hadn't done uh she hadn't done many things i don't think i remember her name for some reason uh but i i don't remember what else she had done uh the the person i miss the most obviously is renfro but nick stahl too nick stahl was good but he he made it he played a fucked up character since it yeah i mean a fucked up character so uh like the worst yeah like the worst (laughs) (laughs) like he just came right off the set of bully all right let's move on to a normal person oh wait no we don't have normal people on this this one uh Really, number you can't say a name without in this last name. You just say this last name, and people are like, 2002's Dahmer. Yep, that's right. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, I remember I wasn't working at the video store when this came out, but I was going to the video store a lot. And almost within a month period, the production company that did Dahmer came out with Dahmer, Gacy, and Bundy. All three of the movies came out, and they all had similar covers. They were just their faces mm-hmm. real close yeah. up. And they That's all, all you need. They all sucked, except for Dahmer. Dahmer the was really one, fucking it, good. Should have been good. Yeah, They all should have been good, but Dahmer was the only one. Hear in, No Evil, See No Evil? That uh, one, is that on here? No. That one with, uh, who's that pretty boy from Bad Grandpa? Zach Efron? He played. Was that Bu- the name Bundy? of the movie? Yeah. What's it? Here like, we've seen. No, that's Kierney the uh, Gene. <laughs> that's a Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Uh, you're talking about the one that with uh, Jim Parsons was on. Comes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that was good. I had wicked seen it. something. Oh it's yeah, a, wicked. that long. Yeah, title. super long title with wicked and extremely something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's fucking. Great. The difference between Dahmer and those other movies is the other movies wanted to glorify the violence and it just tried to make it like a bloodbath movie with Dahmer. They took a different approach. Yeah. They made it wasn't a super a, psychological movie. Dahmer wasn't a, a sexual sadist like Bundy was. Yeah. Bundy bit body parts off of people and ate people. What's his name? Yeah, and we're not trying to say Dahmer's not bad no, either. No, Dahmer was is... bad. I'm just saying he was a different type of bad. He yeah. was he was lonely. He was trying to create sex slaves that wouldn't leave him because yeah. he was awkward and just wanted companionship. If he had just come out as being gay and yeah. got into relationships, yep. it would have been a lot easier. Now, yeah, they took a whole different element with Dahmer. This was a psychological movie. This was not like a played brilliantly by uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. First thing I had ever seen him yeah. in, and obviously he became famous in The Avengers. He became Hawkeye, and uh, obviously he's done so much Born, great stuff on this, movies. but uh, this DVD has a great commentary with him and that, uh, that, uh, that black kid 
kid in the movie who was amazing. The movie yeah, took, yeah. mainly was those two. Uh, so, and they went into some really great stuff with his background. Specifically, the scene that I always remember when I think of this movie Dahmer is when his father wants to see the box oh, in his closet. Yeah, yeah. His father used to own a box that had a lot of secret compartments. And then when he went, his grandmother, Dahmer's grandmother, went to put clothes away and found a uh, a headless mannequin in the, yeah. uh, that just had jeans on it and no shirt. It was pretty harmless, but they were like, why you have that in there? You scared your grandmother. You need to get it out of there. So he's like, that's fine. I'll return it. So he opens the closet and his father, brilliantly played by... Uh, Damn, Davison. His name is uh, Davison. He played the senator in the X Men movies. Really good. White hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played his dad brilliantly. And his He's dad the one that they, the, uh, they turned into. Yeah, yeah. Into t- the... He had like the rubber man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he went through the, uh, the, the, bars. The, the, the bars. But. Uh, his father sees the box and he's like, "Oh, that's my old box. I I left a, a ring in there. Uh, Won't you open it?" And he's he's like, I, "He's like, I, I need my privacy." And Dad. we this knew is what the, was in there. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't we know didn't? what it was in there when we watched it because I rewatched it the other day. Okay. And uh, you knew something was in there, but he he told his grandmother to get out of the room and everything. And then he told his dad, he's, he's like, I don't want to open it in front of you. It's this pornography in there. If you leave, I'll open it. I'll take the dirty magazines out and I'll let you look in it and everything. So his father leaves the room. He opens it. There's a head shrink wrapped. Yeah. We see him kill that kid later yeah. on in the movie. Uh, a lot of the good stuff in this movie is those flashbacks mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And I mean, it, the tough stuff, he, he, uh, I don't know if he killed animals, but he definitely found dead ones. And, yeah, and they didn't show a lot of that. Took in the, the acid into their bones yeah. and kept all the bones. They and... showed a lot more in that. There's another movie about Dahmer <clears throat> called My Friend Dahmer yeah. uh, about him in high school. This was him basically out of high school, graduation year. Yeah, like his last his last year. And he's and awkward. Then he moved and everyone, away and uh, went and worked in Milwaukee at like a candy chocolate factory. factory. Yep, chocolate oh. factory. He lived with his grandmother and everything. But but when at, he got his own apartment, that's yeah, when, when he got his own apartment, that's getting... when shit happened. There, there's a couple moments where it really shows the stupidity of the cops. One was when the Asian oh, kid got, got away. away, and oh, then he said God, he, he had a lover spat, and they so, gave him back to him. Milwaukee. So what happened? Bobcat is, does a joke about that. Oh yeah, he's like, no officer, we just had a lover spat. <laughs> Way to go, Milwaukee Police Department. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So what he was doing is he was he was inviting uh, other gay guys back to the house. And instead of just having a normal kind of gay relationship with them, he felt like he needed to Cosby them. So he ended up drugging yeah, their drugging drinks. Them. And this one kid, he, uh, the, the Asian kid, he drugged his Coca-Cola and he drank it. And to the point where he would drill into their heads. Yeah. And he thought uh, he could make a zombie. Yeah, that's what him. he was trying to do. And, and it. To a certain extent, he did. I mean, when that Asian kid was at the house, there was a passed out uh, kid in his bed at that point. And then even when the black kid was later on, there was two people in the house. And he had body parts in the the freezer. So it was pretty incredible. But while he was off getting groceries one day, the Asian kid uh, escaped from the house. And he just is wandering. He's in his underwear. He's just wearing a black like bikini briefs and he's he's out of it and uh, two black kids behind him two black girls were like this guy is fucked up and then the police show up the uh and then Dahmer shows up and he's like oh he's a friend of mine he just had too much to drink i'm gonna bring him back to the house to the point where the cops brought them back and he's sitting down and remember he's got the polaroids that they took because he took naked po- semi-naked polaroids together and everything and i love the scene where Dahmer says to the uh, cop yeah we've been friends a long time the, the cops looking through the pores he says yeah i can see that <laughs> and then uh he, uh, they let he him go. Killed, he killed go. people after that. Which yeah, oh, yeah. Which is really, because really shitty, man. And had, he was in his apartment with evidence. It's just. And a guy in the other room. Oh, uh, it's just one. But this is also the, uh, 
it shows how uh, prison justice really prevails yeah. when they got him, man. He didn't last more than what? Was he in jail for like a couple months maybe Several before months, he was six like months. before the prisoners just killed him? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you are a child molester or if you are a kidnapping of children and everything, like you Ep- better Epstein. Yeah, you better come up with your lie. Like, I don't believe he hung himself. Yeah. He was a narcissist. Oh, no, no. You, you better you better come up with your lie when you're in prison. Quick. I'm not mourning his death. No. <laughs> but, that guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I what I loved about the Dahmer movie is that it it was a more of a psychological look at him. It was more of a uh, a humanistic look of how this kid's life went wrong. I'm surprised he was. I'm surprised he wasn't institutionalized and yeah. on um on unfit to stand for trial because. Remember when he got caught, he let the cops in the house. Yeah, and they asked him if he could look around. He said okay. Yep, and they went into and the freezer. Like, Holy and, shit! Yep, you got body parts in here, and and he it was almost like he gave okay. up. He gave up at that. Yeah, point, I know? mean, and it he he's definitely the example of someone that probably should have been a mental institute and gotten treatment for it and everything. Not that they would have ever. I don't think they could ever treat him. But no, keep him. You know, I, I mean, if you can't, there's a certain person. If you can't tell the difference, yeah. I mean, you don't deserve to be in a hardcore person. Yeah, so it's a shame, but it was an interesting story to tell. All right. All right, Badlands. This is one of my favorites, man. 1973 is the oldest one we have on here. I have not seen uh, this, but if man, you would love this if movie, If you start too. talking about it, I may know the true crime it, It's it. very close to, like, Bonnie and Clyde in a way. So we've got super young uh, Sissy Spacek. She's, like, 21. This was before Carrie. I think Carrie was 76, and this was 73. Also, Martin Sheen, super young. I think Martin Sheen was, like, nine years older. I think Martin Sheen was probably 28, 29 in the movie, where Sissy Spacek was, like, 21. And Martin Sheen was just a... Uh, he was a trash man in town, and he just happened to see uh, Sissy Spacek in the front yard, and they struck up a conversation, and he asked her for a date, and uh, then they they she just fell head over heels in love with him but she had a very strict father played by Warren Oates who is famous for 1941 <laughs> yeah he's the guy from 1941 in the Let wild very restrained movie also we should mention that this was uh, Terrence Malick is the director oh. one of the most normal kind of commercial Malick movies after this movie he did he was he was very famous for doing three-hour movies where he's watching you're watching grass grow for 20 minutes, but it's beautiful, so you have no problem with it, like Tree of Life or Thin, uh, Thin, Thin Red Line. Great. Didn't he do that um, Dr. Parnassus? Was that his? No, that was Gilliam. Uh, same and, kind of crazy uh, person. Same, a little <laughs> bit, but uh, Terrence Malick Thin was Red very, Line was... You have to watch it several times. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but then but I the, loved it the second yeah. time I watched it. Yeah. it. Terrence Malick is very like that. He's the type of guy that spends... He spent 17 years filming uh, Tree of Life because he wanted to film that kid growing up. That's the same kid in that whole movie yeah. when he's growing up with Brad Pitt. Talk about and, signing up for a commitment. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. He is that type of guy that when people say, hey, you know... Uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, yeah. kind of worked a long time on movies. He's like, hold, hold my beer, says Terrence Malick, because Terrence Malick is out there doing that shit. But this was his first movie, so this was very uh, good for him. So what happened is uh, they wanted to be in this relationship together, so uh, Martin Sheen just showed up at the house and told Warren Outs, hey, me and your daughter are going away, and Warren Outs said, no, you're not, and uh, Martin Sheen pulled out a gun and just shot him in the stomach. And... Sissy was so kind of enwrapped Sounds in this like relationship. Too. It, it was a very similar way, except 
Lawrence didn't do anything to his daughter. <laughs> Not like uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, strict. who is like who is like a horrible, horrible dad. Warren Oates was a was a good dad, and it was a normal thing. <laughs> the most disturbing so, Rodney Dangerfield scene in the history of movies. So what happened was Martin Sheen, and this was someplace in I think Texas before they went to Montana with the Badlands is. And uh, they went to a street corner thing where you could record your voice on LP. And he, he basically confessed. He says, I'm, I'm taking Sissy Basic. We're going off. We're living everywhere. And he set Warren Oates' house on fire, but outside left the recorder playing. Yeah, there you so go. they would know what, what the hell happened. I don't know why I decided to do that. So then they went on a land. <laughs> How at, can I guarantee getting caught? Let me see. <laughs> at first, they decided to go in the woods. And they lived in the woods and built this tree fort. And they lived there for a few months and would just eat off the land and would fish. And they would live their life. And she was doing the uh, the laundry in the, in the river and everything. And then all of a sudden, he's up in a tree and he sees people coming and he's got these uh uh these booby traps set and he gets underground like almost red dawn style, style and everything and then he kills like three of the police officers and now they're on the lamb again and they're just going from one place to another on their way to the bad it usually lands. goes from bad to worse yep he, they end up going to their friends uh, he went to his friend's house who worked at the uh at the uh, trash place with him and he ends up killing him and stealing his car so it it was like a cross-country thing with these two to the point where it it was almost it almost pissed you off at the end because when they finally got caught they treated him like a celebrity and he, he's got <laughs> stuff on him he, he there's a great scene where he's in an airplane hangar and they got him like they got him like almost chained up almost like Hannibal Lecter and he's talking to the people and they're treating him like he's James Dean and uh, he's like, how you doing, Kip? He, he, he said, uh, and he, he was like, oh, I have this watch here. Who wants this watch? Oh, I'll take it. And he, I got a comb. Anyone want a comb? And he's like handing out his personal effects. To, <laughs> like they're going to be worth money later on to him. <laughs> Bottom hands on top. Look at George. Yeah. <laughs> With the, what's the, the, oh, what's that George Clooney movie? Uh, which when one? We'll sing in the can. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh brother, weren't that? Yeah. yeah. Remember yeah, when yeah. they got what, George? He oh, was yeah, all bummed George. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's they, like a celebrity man. Yeah, he was and, a celebrity. They had and that's what it was. It was it was depressing at the end in a way. We're like, man, these this guy killed cops. Why are these other cops just like glorifying him? It's not like this was like some some thing where he killed horrible people. He killed like completely innocent people. And Sissy Spacek just went around with it. But she was she was supposed to be like fourteen in the movie. I think fifteen. Uh, and so this was based on the real story with them, and uh, they ended up having to. Uh, I think they put the guy in. Uh, I think they ended up executing the Martin Sheen character. Kill police, but you go to. I know. I mean, in you the kill bad police, lands, you, you go to the electric chair. You're going to the seventies, electric chair, eighties. So. What year was this? I don't what know. The movie was, was seventy three, and I think it was. It's got to be like the sixties. I'm not sure what the real people's names were, but it was a great movie, especially yeah. if you're a Terrence Malick fan, and it, and it was brilliant. It's one of those movies that it's going to be an eight point oh on IMDb all day long. All day, uh, all day long. All right, all right. The companion piece is number two. <laughs> East yeah, Coast, West Coast. <laughs> there's no upbeat movies onto this list until we get to maybe number eight. That's about the only eight. one that's kind of upbeat on yeah. this. Uh, so this next one, uh, great story, uh, 2006 Alpha Dog. In a way, a lot like Bully, but just not as fucked up, really. So, and yeah. in, in a little ways. You know, it starts an amazing cast. Amazing cast. The adults, Bruce Willis, Sharon Stone, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, Harry Dean Stanton was great in it. The kids were... Sharon Stone did oh, some prosthetic oh, man. work in she this. Looked bad. She, she looked bad. She looked bad. She made herself look horrible, but she was great on it. A lot of it was like uh, them being interviewed about the crime yep. like after it had happened, but yep. we're watching the crime kind of unfold. And it all happened because 
So we got some great young stars. Ben Foster, who's awesome. If you haven't uh, one of the seen best ben things I saw, and he was absolutely amazing. He reminded me a lot of Ed Norton's character in um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you call he, it? Uh, American History American X. History uh, X. Ben Foster is in everything. Uh, is great in everything. If you haven't seen the the Lance Armstrong movie or the uh, the great movie Hell or High Water, uh, we should give our shout out to uh, Jeff Bridges. We hopefully your uh, your treatment goes well. He's just came out. He's rich. Uh, he they just came die. out saying he rich had people lymphoma. don't die unless it's really bad. Yeah. So he, he seems like the prognosis is pretty good for him. Uh, so hopefully that turns out well. Rush Hell, Limbaugh, Hell on the high, other hand, yeah, is not doing well. Yeah. And that's just, and I just want to say God answers prayers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ben Foster, Emil Hirsch, who's amazing. He was great in uh, Dangerous Lies of Alter Boys. Yeah. You have uh, Amanda Siegfried was amazing in this. And Anton Yelkin, who left us way too early. If you don't know who Anton Yelkin is, he was the actor who got crushed by his, oh, own, his car. own car. Man. He, uh, was the he played Chekhov. He played Chekhov in the new Star Trek great. movies. He was amazing actor. He was, he was super young in this. this. Also, uh, Justin Timberlake. Was, was fucking phenomenal great. in this movie, and the kid, the the big guy that was ended yep. up doing the killing, he was in the faculty. He, yep. he played the football guy in the faculty. It, it, this is almost like I would describe it as groupthink, like group mentality. Yeah, same with bully. You get a group of people. Just kind of thinking something yeah. is going one way that something has to be done. And, yeah. And Two or three people in the group say it's the way it has to go. It's the way it has to go. Yeah. Which and it this did not stemmed, have to be. The, it did not have to go down the way it was. It, it all just got out of control. A, a drug deal that didn't go didn't go well. And Emil Hirsch kind of. Uh, well, then he shit on his drug. Well, that's what happened, too. Uh, Emil Hirsch was expecting money from a drug deal that Ben Foster couldn't uh, kind of give him the money for because he was screwed over. And uh, Emil Hirsch screwed over Ben Foster so much that uh, Ben Foster broke into Emil Hirsch's house and shit on his car. Stole his TV. He stole his TV and everything. And it just it went from there to I, you're, I'm going to get you back. And yeah. the I'm going to get you back turned out to be Ben Foster or uh, Emil Hirsch and his crew kidnapping Ben Foster's younger brother. Yeah, who, who was, was like, like in 14, high school, like 14, 15, 16 15 years old. The weird thing about this was that uh, Ben Foster's brother, Anton, uh, the, I, I have trouble re- uh, remembering his last name, Yelk, Yelkin, I think is his last name, but I'll, I'll just call him Anton. Uh, he had a great time being kidnapped. He went. Yeah, he, he went he to went his to parties. Friends. He had a threesome with some girls. He yeah. played video games. He and played drank video beer games. He hung out pot. with Justin Pim- Timberlake, and where people were like freaking out, were like they're coming this to the, the house and they're kid. this is the kidnapped kid. And he's like, don't worry about. It. And this is Anton saying this. He's like, don't worry about it. I I can. My brother is a hothead. This is gonna blow over. I have I mean, no Justin problem Timberlake's here character out. at one point is walking with him on the boulevard oh, and says, hey, God. I'm gonna go in and get some drinks. Maybe you want to take. Maybe off. you want to not be here when I get out. Yeah. If you, so it was like nobody. Justin thought. Timberlake was amazing in this. This awesome. movie and uh, the social that scene network. in the bathroom when he's like, he's like showed him. He's like, I know karate. He's like, oh, show me a move. Yeah. And he remember he flipped him over. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me how you did that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good movie, man. And it, it just like Dave said, the group mentality just took it too far. And gangsters gotta uh, you, try to you, be gangsters. It also. And, uh, we should mention that Emil Hirsch's dad was Bruce Willis in the movie, and his grandfather was Harry Dean Stanton, and they were gangsters. They were connected. They were connected. They were sort of giving him the funds and the stuff to yeah. do. But they also realized after it happened that their dumbass son and grandson had yeah. made a mistake, but they also are not going to give up their grandson. He was on everything. the FBI's most wanted list before he got caught in Brazil. Yeah, they sent him to like 
Chile or Brazil. He was on the lam for years. Yeah, because what it, what else. happened is th- they hung out with this kid for a good three or four days. The kid had a great time. Like he said, he lost his virginity. He did drugs. He hung out with people that just... He was having fun. Drink, play video and, games. But, but then the word came down that we're going to have to kill this kid. Yeah. And they took him out to the to the, uh, to the the hills. And they had... Uh, I've been out to those areas It before. was a difficult scene to watch because Justin was like... Didn't want it to happen. And then the kid that they were basically bullying, that, that kid from the yeah. faculty, said, it is going to happen, and we're going to He gonna was kill trying him. to make a name for himself and yeah. please Emil Hirsch, because yeah. remember, he was working a debt off. Yeah. He owed Emil Hirsch money. Yeah. And, but they were treating him like shit. They were shit. treating him like shit, like, too. Go pick up the dog shit in the backyard. Yeah, and he, he took it until the end, until he was yeah. like, no, this is the way it's going to happen. And uh, just hearing the Anton kid like begging for his life, yeah. you don't have to do this. You don't have to kill me and everything until the guns are out. And he's like, no, screaming, uh, no. And that's what they do. They end up killing him, and they dump him in the shallow Young grave. people think not thinking things through i mean yep. and and similar when you when you commit a crime with this large of a group of people that know what it oh, you what's can't going commit on. a crime with a large group yeah unless these are people that have spent time in prison and and hold to the code yeah your likelihood of getting away with it is zero point zero 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 percent when you have like like in bully or in yeah. in uh alpha dog where there's a good 16 people that know what the hell is going they're on. gonna the police are going to push everybody, yep. and one of them is going to—they're going to say to the right one—they're going to say, "Hey, if you tell us what happened, yeah. we'll give you immunity." Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I mean, and that's what happened with uh, with bully is you know it, you were there, but you didn't actually do it. So if you come forward now, sure, you're going to get seven years, but you're not going to get better life. than forty. Or yeah, you're not <laughs> going to get forty. You're not going to get life. You're not going to get one of the them. Electric the chair. one that got seven years was out in three. Yeah, that's that's crazy. She yeah. was the uh, Bayou Phillips yeah. character was and out in three. She's walking around right now. She I'm was sure. released in like 2001 yeah. or 2004. Crazy. And with these alpha dog, I mean, I don't know what the uh, what Emil Hirsch's character, if he's still, if he ended up, I'm, I'm sure he's still in jail. And certainly the kid from the faculty Cowboy, actually did the, uh, the work. Something? I'm not sure what his real name, name was. Cowboy or but alpha dog, if, if you want to watch this, t- it's a lot more palatable than Bully, for sure. I mean, yeah. Th- I mean, it was fun most of the movie. It was. It, it was. It was really fun until it wasn't. And and the, yeah. In the in the and, and he didn't it even know, he didn't. I mean, you obviously knew it was going in that direction because yeah. it was a true crime story. And but that part was only difficult for a couple minutes, and it wasn't minutes. too bad. And it, they didn't compared really to show Bully, anything. Bully is like next Bully, level kind of yeah. difficult to watch compared to Alpha Dog, which you can just watch on an afternoon and it could be fun. And you could rewatch Alpha Dog. I, yeah, I'll I rewatch Bo- Bully every I have once Alpha in a while. Dog but in my top shelf. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a good one. All right, this next one, and this is where the uh, the, the Oscars come in. The, yeah. A lot of these movies didn't kind of brandish many Oscars, except for the next these next the next few got uh, got several Oscars. And this is 2005's Capote. Awesome transformation uh, for probably uh, best Philip for, um, Seymour Hoffman movie. Yeah. And that's hard to say because Philip Seymour Hoffman has done a lot of good movies, man. It's almost a gift when you get to play a polarizing character. Yeah, like Jimmy Hoffa or and, and like one that's been, Truman Capote, and or, the one that's been on film so much that you you have a lot of you have a lot of footage that you could kind of base your your accent and your mannerisms yeah. on. You just and sit in a hotel room for oh, it's perfect. And that was an easy accent too because it was no. like a it was like a sarcastic lisp. That's sort of yeah. what I call it. And he was he was definitely in the upper crust of uh, He was of an people. intellectual uh, in New York City. The one thing I didn't realize until I watched it, how, uh, how much friends, how much he, was friends he was with Harper Lee. Harper Lee yeah. So Harper Lee at this time had I just written just written To Kill a Mockingbird. Kill a mockingbird. So that was I was going to say Catch the Mockingbird. But... <laughs> yeah, Catch It, To Kill It. <laughs> 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 they should have been the sequel. 
There was a sequel to that eventually. Was there? Yeah. She eventually came oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. It didn't do like, that well. To five years ago or yeah, something like that. She's just trying to get some money back. Uh, but it's the story of him. And Truman Capote was a fixture. He had done Breakfast at Tiffany's was his big famous thing that he had he was done. A, he was... In the Andy Warhol, yeah, yeah, he would at every of, Hollywood party, he had dinner parties, he was, and he was people very come over uh, and talk about quaint rural. America he was very and, flamboyant and very uh, flamboyant, but he he was still waiting for his. I don't know why he didn't think Breakfast at Tiffany's was his masterpiece, but he ended up. Uh, he wanted to do something gritty. This was basically the story of In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood was a movie in itself that had come out that starred what's that fucked up uh, little rascal that eventually did Lost Highway. What was oh, his name? Uh, he, yeah. he was in the original uh, In Cold Blood. He, yeah. he ended up killing his own wife. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole true story, a true uh, crime story in itself. I don't th- I think they've made that movie yet, but he was a fucked up character himself. Uh, but we dealt with the crime in this movie of the what was it? The Clutter family is we that could what was killed? Do a part two was it this. Kansas? We could do a part two. Oh, absolutely. Something. Was the family in Kansas? Yeah. that it happened. Yep. So brilliantly played by Clifton Collins Jr., who was also a great actor that a lot of people don't know of. He was in Traffic. He was an extract. He's great, uh, great, great uh, actor. He was awesome in traffic. And uh, it was him and another guy. And the other guy was from the movie Lost. And everyone's seen him before. He was also in uh, Mulholland Drive. He was the one that shot the, yeah. the woman through the uh, through the wall at the office yeah, yeah. building. Uh, he's uh, He plays a fucked up character every once in a while. But he was, in the, uh, he was famous for Lost. So him and Clifton College Jr., I don't know what their... When they went to the house for the Clutter family... They, they, they had went thought there. there was money there. Yep. They thought he had... It, there was a rumor that he had like ten thousand yeah. dollars in cash yeah. at the house. So they broke in. So they broke and, in and t- tried to get the money, and things went wrong, and they killed the whole family. They killed the whole and family. this is like in a community where this doesn't happen. Yeah, people leave their front door unlocked, and you know, there's never violence. And this was like yeah. a huge, huge thing. And this wasn't a situation where the crime had been done and over with for 20 years when Truman Capote had written the book. He was writing it while he was on trial. And they on had got caught pretty quickly. Yeah, and Truman ended up striking up almost a a style of friendship with Clifton Collins because I love the part in the movie where he's explaining that it's like they both were grew up in the same house and he left through the back door and I left through the front door and our lives went in separate ways in my life because it was very similar to the upbringing that Truman Capote mm-hmm. had. He really had a soft spot for Clifton Collins. He, he knew the other guy was a was a fuck up. Yeah. He tried to talk to him. He realized, oh my God, this But he was is... also manipulative trying to get his book finished. Yeah. Like that, he, that was what was difficult about it. He was it. like, I can't come and we can't have our conversations anymore if you don't yeah, because he was Chris trying. Cooper to... was great in this movie too. Did he play a cop or he played, was his uh, he played publisher? A, he played the cop that was sort of facilitating the interviews. Yeah, and was like, "What? Remember, he was he was afraid of gay people. Yeah, and but he had him over for dinner, and they him and Capote sort of started up a friendship. Yeah, like he got to see what the big New York star was all about. Yeah, and he he was like, "Why do you want to talk to this scumbag, anyways?" It's like, I just like, want the story, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting story. An why interesting why story. someone why would, would, you... would do something like yeah. this, you know? But during this whole thing, we're, we're, we're seeing the relationship Capote's having with uh, Catherine Keener, who brilliantly plays Harper yep. Lee in the movie, and their their careers are going up. But it's also the point where Capote could have done any book ever, you know? He decided to do this kind of, uh, this horrible crime, and where his friends were like, why are I you, always thought that would be why cool are you diving down into this? For a writer that writes about true stories, he was like, just went there to do some research to see if it'd be worth doing the book. Yeah, that yeah. would be a fun process. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
And uh, it really, it turned out to be an, an incredible book by him. And one of his most famous works was Truman Capote. But my uh, introduction to Truman Capote wasn't until Murder by Death, you know, until we saw him, uh, him because he, he starred in various movies. Not many, though. He, he only starred in like two or three movies mm-hmm. in little roles. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know who convinced him to do Murder by Death, which was basically Clue. And he was kind of the guy that was having all the, these people at the house. That, uh, Mr. Body? Yeah, he was basically Mr. Body. <laughs> there ain't nobody. Yeah. If there ain't nobody here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely played Mr. Body. And you got a letter and you got a letter. Uh, but man, one of my favorite uh, Philip Seymour Robin. I, I love him in Boogie Nights. I love him in The Master. The Master was one yeah. of those movies that people, uh, a lot of people haven't seen him in. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then I liked it yeah, the second I, time. I think it was, no, I kind of liked it the first time, but it took me two times. It's a P.T. Anderson movie that's super long, similar to like uh, There Will Be Blood. There's a lot more going on than you than you really yeah. think there is. Especially going back now, realizing how uh, great of an actor, um, Philip, not Philip Seymour Hoffman, we all kind of knew he was, but uh, Joaquin. Because it was when Joaquin made his shift you know of being uh just a normal kind of actor to that next level character or yeah. uh, uh character actor not character actor a uh, method actor and basically that was the story of uh l ron hubbard they don't come right out and say it but it's the story of the evil hubbard. motherfucker yeah <laughs> who thinks he can write sci-fi and then make it real sure thinks thinks he did it it's like what do you mean thinks? it's like uh, i know it's like uh <laughs> What's uh, Lucas coming out saying the Wookiees are real? And <laughs> Doug Stanhope, he's like doing the stand up. He's like, he's like, I make fun of. He got in trouble for making fun of the Jews, but if everybody listens to me, they know I make fun of every single religion. And someday when I get a stronger legal team, I'll make fun of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting movie. Definitely check out Capote if you're if you're into the true crime and you want to see how it ha- uh, happens because it they're dealing with like I like we said we're dealing with two different elements we're dealing with the, the crime of the 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 clutter failing murders but we're also dealing with the the life of Truman Capote and what he was going through at that time so it was very interesting I'm, I'm glad we got as much we we as we got out of Philip Seymour Hoffman another movie that I loved was that movie with him and uh when he remember his uh he was married to Kristen uh Christina Hendricks and uh, John Turturro owned the flower shop. Remember, it was that small oh, town yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, Damn, yeah, what the yeah. hell was the name of that? It was really, really good. Uh, Richard Jenkins was in it. Uh, it was one of his last movies, uh, one of the last movies he ever did. So, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, we lost some of these actors, but at least we have their uh, their movies to live on. All right, this next movie. This was a good movie. I didn't know anything. And you probably I know. I knew. You know a I lot knew, about it. I knew all about it before I saw the movie. Yeah, and so I, I was excited when it when they uh, said he was going to play. John Dupont. Um, okay, Steven so it's Carell. 2014's Foxcatcher, yeah. which was a complete uh, reversal of anything we've seen Steve Carell do. Yeah, uh, makeup wise too. I mean, they I have never like seen him. Carell do a comedy except for oh, one you mean he was drama. On. No, I never saw any. Oh, you of the never movies. seen your drama. I never or saw comedy. any of the comedies he did except for on TV. Oh, you hadn't seen Anchorman. I never or saw Anchorman wow. or any of that. Well, damn. <laughs> <Was it laughs> Before Virgin you saw this one. Well, uh, uh, yeah, 40-year-old version. I never saw that wow. either. I still haven't seen him. Oh, wow. Good movies. So he's hilarious, but he's goofy. I knew he was hilarious because I had seen him on, was he The Daily Show? Was he on The Daily Show and no. then he had his own show? Uh, well, he was on The Office. Office was his big show. I never saw The Office until yeah. like last year and I saw yeah. like two episodes. Yeah, I I still have not seen The Office. But it's more deadpan than... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I had seen uh, 40-year-old version and everything. So it, w- it was a definitely a transformation for me to see him play such a polarizing character and a character that was like deadpan I don't think he's, he's phenomenal actor. Thing. that really uh, big short <laughs> if yep. you haven't seen it oh still haven't but I own it 
so it's on my list. You're on. You're getting on. I'm, the path. I'm getting. I'm getting closer. Let me let me guess. You still haven't seen. Uh, getting closer. Got it. P- Scotland. P. A. I own it. Got it. <laughs> Found it. I lost it for a while, but now I got it. After right. Halloween, I'll watch Put it. That now on now I'm list. on a uh, Scotland. P. A. Can. I'm on a Halloween kick right Halloween now. Halloween so. movie. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about the real okay, story so about Foxcatcher? It's we- It's super weird crime. Yeah, it, it is. It's John Dupont. The heir to the DuPont fortune. Yeah. Like, super, I mean, as much wealth as in comparison for the time frame as probably Bezos has now. Yeah, yeah. Um, was a huge, huge proponent of the Olympics. Yeah. Loved the Olympics. And, and especially wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. He wrestled amateur, like, at one of his highfalutin schools, yeah. like Yale or wherever, where they have a class in rowing and wrestling or yeah. all the tops. Not football, but rain is coming. <laughs> Anyways, so he would pour thousands of dollars into U.S. Olympics, specifically wrestling, and then he was like, "I'm." They were, they were gonna just not have a wrestling team one year, and I think he was like, "I'm just gonna start, yeah, a wrestling team, Team Foxcatcher." That's yep. where the name of the movie comes from, and he builds one of the biggest premier uh, training facilities, yep. and then goes out. And gets the best American people to come and yeah. beat. And uh, Mark Spitz. Mark Spitz and, and his, his brother. brother. And, and his brother didn't want to come on. Brilliantly Ruffalo, played. right? Mark Ruffalo played the brother. Transformed himself yep. physically into yep. this role. He got really big. He got that beard. Almost unrecognizable until he, uh, until he spoke. And uh, the best uh, Channing Tatum uh, role yeah. I'd ever seen. I'm not usually a Channing Tatum fan. Not that I, uh, I have anything against him. I thought he was funny in 21 Jump Street. Is and he I the thought one he they had on the this. leash as the gimp? In the in what in that the world is ending movie? Oh, maybe I don't. I've only seen that once. Uh, <laughs> the, the, this is the end. I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, he was obviously famous for Magic Mike and all the stuff he did. He did. He got famous just for being kind of hot. But he he was amazing in this movie, and he he had a whole story of his own. You know, he he uh, was famous for the Olympics, but he just wasn't as good as his brother, and everyone was mistaking him for his brother yeah, constantly. Which would piss me off. If... And he was constantly. No, that's my brother. That's not me. Uh, I think David was one of them, and Mark was the other one. I'm pretty sure. And uh. Uh, he, he ended up being kind of uh, wooed into this by John Dupont. Well, it's like, I'm going to pay all your expenses for yep. the next four years. You come and train at my place and I'll set your wife up. And Which seems fine. Because when you're an Olympic, hopeful in a sport that isn't well, super his rich. Wife, uh, Channing didn't have a wife. He he was like needing this. Yeah. To the point. Uh, and, uh, you have to raise money to Ruffalo be Ruffalo held up for the longest time in t- until he finally agreed to do it because Ruffalo's like, I've got it good here. You know, I'm training here. I got my wife. I got my kids. Until yeah. that John DuPont money and his brother kind of uh, harassing him eventually got him to be involved in it. We should also mention how weird DuPont was. Super you know, weird. Because he was super weird and, and brilliantly played weird by Corell. Almost like he had autism. He had like, autism. But like I think he, he was he was closeted gay, which yeah. I, I just don't understand why people don't come out. You're, you're going to live a lot more happier life than uh, yeah. when you don't have to kind of uh, uh, get into these weird situations with people that may not be on board. Not as with dangerous you. as the incel, but yeah. I, but <laughs> I, there were moments where like there was some difficult moments. Remember when he was like Dupont was celebrating with the team when they won, and yeah. he would. He would pretend to wrestle these guys and get them on the ground, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. very awkward. It was a very awkward movie at a lot. He of was a very awkward dude. Yeah, he was a very awkward dude, and he would want to wrestle, and he he did. He wrestled he lost in like his an temper old. He he wrestled in an quickly. old person's league too in the movie, where you would see that uh, that Ch- Channing would would help him in his corner and everything. And these guys were old man. He was wrestling like 70s, 
70 year old guys and you could tell that they 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 aged uh Carell and they gave him that fake nose and everything and there's a lot of real footage of John Dupont kind of doing his thing too just so. like when he got on the helicopter with spits they this assistant ran up and handed him like a flask yeah and he like looked like a cigarette holder mm-hmm. but remember he opened it up and it was like had a vials of cocaine yeah and he did it he ended up doing doing it with with channing and everything and remember he kept uh he kept he he was bringing channing to uh to this big speech that they were going to honor john dupont and he wanted to introduce him as something weird like uh god's gift to the world john dupont or something like that And he made him practice it in the the helicopter as they're doing coke and everything he says no he's yeah i want you to call your call me your master or something like that was strange it was very strange he was very strange so so go to get to the crime so the crime uh, it was weird because if you weren't aware of the crime you kind of thought it was going to happen to channing uh channing through the whole movie not realizing that it was actually he was completely paranoid something was he would going, carry a gun on with he, him. He, he yeah, shot the gun. He shot in, the gun in the in, in like the gymnasium. practice facility yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. So everybody knew he carried a gun. He was one of those eccentrics that everybody just kind of wrote it off because yeah. he had money. Yeah, he was paying. He was just for so guy. many people's lives. Yeah, he showed up with a gun and he's like, oh, he won't hurt anybody. Yeah. His but mom, brilliantly he, played by like Vanessa Redgrave yeah. in the movie too. Great. So he was getting continuously paranoid about something on his property. That part of the movie I don't remember, or the yeah. part of the story I don't remember. But what happened was he like he confronted. Spits, yeah, on the front lawn, Ruffalo, Ruffalo, yep. and pulled a gun out and shot him in the chest. Yeah, he didn't even get out of the car. Nope. Shot him from the driver's drove seat. Drove to his, his house, and I don't know if you remember, but the like nor- normal people, yeah. the cops would have showed up and broken the door down and, yeah. and killed him. Yeah, but he was rich, and so the family pleaded with them, and it was a stakeout for I don't. It was a while. Yeah. They came out of they the woods. They shut the and power like off that. in his yeah. house. They turned the heat. Which they really didn't need to, but whatever. I mean, but he was going he was barricaded himself in this, this mansion yeah. and they let him stay there. I want to say I want to say more in the week, but it was weird. It was one of those situations like there was no reason to kill Mark Ruffalo's no. character. He just thought that he was against what he was doing and everything. I, I loved when he showed up at his house on Sunday and he, he was telling him, he said, John, this is this is family day. You know, you're not you're, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to give me family day as Sundays. They, they showed that earlier. So when he yeah. showed up the second time, Mark Ruffalo's like, John, what are you doing here? We've had this discussion before. And that's when that it was like a little 22 or something that he, he pulled out. Yeah. It was like a really kind of ratty uh 38 special or something that he shot him with and just it was horrible i was like this guy had his family and they were like in the house his family i mean his kids are right there his wife's crying and everything and dupont just goes back to his like facility like nothing happened these rich fucks think they could just kill people and don't think of like oh well people will get me off of this or that and i'm not sure whatever happened to him legally you know i was looking it up but i can't get on your internet so oh that's right we had switched our uh our code because we just got new router so sorry must be nice <laughs> new router what's that <laughs> so yeah it, it was a great movie it was slow very slow uh movie so if going into it it's not going to be a whole lot of action and uh and, and uh excitement and thrills but it was a great story of if, of a case that a lot of people aren't aware of of like you said one of the richest people in the world at that time i mean john dupont crazy dave schultz was his name not spitz spitz was schultz the, yeah spitz, spitz was the, the swimmer, that, right spitz is the uh, guy that got uh, knocked out by uh tyson the olympic no that's sphinx 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 spitz spitz was a swimmer i'm pretty spitz sure spitz was a swimmer that's like right a gay swimmer? schultz that's what you're saying schultz, is schultz yeah. david and mark yeah okay david and mark schultz <laughs> 
Go back and insert that. <laughs> he died. He. Let's see. He died in prison. Dupont. Yeah. Yeah. But he only got uh, guilty, but mentally ill. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That he got. That's a rich people. That's a rich person's <laughs> kind of uh, uh, verdict, right there. Sentenced from thirteen to thirty years, housed at a state mental institution. But I think he died there. Huh. That's interesting. Well, let's go to the one upbeat one yes. that we've got here, and this is 2002's... Even has a happy ending. Yeah. 2002's <laughs> Catch Me If You Can. Great yep. Steven Spielberg movie, Yeah, and uh, starring the brilliant Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Sheen, uh, Christopher Alec Walken, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> I mean, Amy Adams, uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks. I mean, it's just filled with people, and Elizabeth Banks wasn't famous yet. Neither was Amy Adams, really. This kind of movie kind of made their careers, yep. and it was the brilliant story about uh, Frank Abernathy Jr. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Frank Abernathy, man? He, he was uh, he was an an innovative kind of guy, I guess you'd the, say. The son or the dad? Well, the the son, really. I mean, the, the dad was played by uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, brilliantly by Christopher Walken, who kind of primed his kid to yeah. kind of. Uh, well, the kid was obviously exceptional. Yeah, and uh, his dad was telling him, you know, his dad was, I think, was a salesman, but wasn't very good at what yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he was. He was a, like he a had minor a grifter, of, I guess you yeah, would call him. But I think he had a lot of advice, and his son really looked up to him. And but then the parents got divorced. Remember, yeah. and. Uh, so the the son started uh, basically counterfeiting checks yeah. from TWA, the uh, Pan Am, the, the Pan Am. Sorry, the Pan Am. And I, I loved how he did it too. You know, he, he took he, bought model airplanes yep. and soaked them in the tub and took the logo. He realized that the logo that was on the planes is the same, same logo, logo on that the were checks. on the employee checks. Yeah. So he would and just the, yeah. he figured that the employee system was so big that if he just put himself in the system yeah. and started doing the checks that. He would eventually, they would be, they wouldn't be able to catch him. Yeah. So he was counterfeiting checks, but then he like started taking it further. He's like, "Oh, maybe I could. Maybe I could actually to pretend to be a pilot and fly around yeah. and do this in different cities. And I'll fly in the drop seat, yeah. which was where pilots can travel for free. Jump seat, yeah, jump, jump seat. seat. And I remember he had to ask for it. He had. To, yeah. It's been a while. Well, where exactly is the jump seat? Like that doesn't fucking uh, clue you into what the hell's yeah, yeah, going yeah. on. Nothing. But well. He got away with it, but he was in high school. Yeah. He was in high school, and uh, they're gonna do a movie about. Remember the barefoot bandit, the kid recently. No, that he stole a bunch of planes. He was in high school, and he robbed banks barefoot. Huh. He was like seventeen, steal planes from airports, and was flying around. Wow. And uh, finally crashed them and got away. And then finally they caught him. They're gonna do a movie about him. Wow. He reminded me a lot about this Leonardo DiCaprio. So basically, his crimes escalated. He. Pretended yeah. to be a doctor. <laughs> well, before that, though, Tom Hanks. Yeah, they were on to him. They were on to him after, they were on his, to him after he, he was, was doing his check. But then he started, like, really hitting the company's bottom line. He yeah. was taking them for a ton of money. Yeah. So it went from being just and a minor Tom Hanks annoyance. was like, the, even Pan Am can't tell these checks apart. He says, that's how good he is yeah. at, at doing this. And so it, it, it's super hard to find. And they had this, like, relationship when they were talking on He'd the phone together. call him on Christmas. He would Remember? call him every Christmas. He's like, you're, I know you were going to be there because you're working. Yep. And, and he's like, I know you got no, you were on the run, so he's you like, can't like, eventually this isn't going to go bad, well for you, Frank. He says, eventually we're going to catch you. And he says, yeah, well, that's your job to catch me, and it's my job to kind of get away with it. So that's kind of what they do. So, and, yeah, he went on a cross-country sort of spree. But it was fun. You know, yeah, it, was, it was super fun. fun. It, it was a fun movie to watch. This was, like I said, this was 
a true crime. And the we, greatest we, can, part, we can talk about the ending for sure. Well, the, well before you talk to the ending, the, the, it was almost a moment like in Dahmer where they could have caught him and they didn't. Yep. Remember, he showed up, but he, he didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. So he went to the hotel room and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was there. But Leonardo DiCaprio, remember, be, tended to be a treasury agent. Yeah. And was like, oh, he just ran away. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go out to my car and get something. And he's like, he's, he he's, realizes, he's oh, like, I just he's like, well, where's your badge? He's yeah. like, here's my badge. And he throws him his wallet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, Tom Hanks doesn't look in the wallet. So Tom Hanks is hanging out. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, something's weird. Yeah. So he opens up the wallet, and it had all the stickers for all the companies that yeah. he was writing counterfeit checks for. And then he looks out the window, and he's booking ass. He's gone. It's the closest he, he came so right there it, until, until, I mean, he until he got him. him. But, yeah, he pretended to be a doctor. Yeah. Oh, man, and, watching, like, old, like, Barnaby Jones yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> do, you, do you concur? I concur. That's <laughs> such a like, fun what scene. What are you talking about? Or when he goes in, he's, like, talking to the bank. Uh, and that's what he did. He would he would charm these women. And that's probably the worst thing he did, like what he did with Amy Adams and kind of worked his way into Martin Sheen's life and Amy Adams' life. And he was going to marry her and everything. Yeah. But he, well, he got hired on. He told him he went to went to law school yeah. and just happened to pick the... He was just He just happened head, to man. pick the law yeah, yeah. college that Martin Sheehan went to. The, and everybody was like, the chances? Oh, oh my God, you went to the same school as my father. And he's like, is so-and-so still there? He's like, yeah, and he's grouchy and never. He's like, how about that old dog? He's like, I don't know. I think the dog died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they hired him. Yeah. And here's the kicker. when After they caught Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. they caught him in France. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Or I sure, talk about sure, it. do it. Um, so they've been track. He's tracking them all over the world at this point. He had tracked him to France and found that he had bought a printing press in France, mm-hmm. and he was mass producing fucking shit. It's crazy, man. And and he went, and he busted in, and he says, "I got you, Frank." And it, we are completely surrounded by French police, yep. who don't want this to end the way that I want this yeah, to end. They want you dead. They want you dead. Yep. So if I can walk you out of here with me, that will satisfy them, and mm-hmm. then I will extradite you. Yep back to the u.s and remember it was kind of a fight when they he looked like he who's the guy in the tower that hid in the body bag and they threw him over the count of monte cristo uh when they got him when he finally got him out of the french jail remember his hair was down to here and he was like it looked like oh like caviezel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he um, jesus christ <laughs> so they got him in the plane and they were like he was like one thing has been bothering me yeah it's like how did you fake the bar exam to become a lawyer on the staff mm-hmm. and he's like i just studied for it and passed it yeah he never went to law school or <laughs> yeah. nothing it's he crazy just grabbed the book. Uh, they always assume that he must have kind of scammed yeah. his way into it like he scammed no. everything else he's he passed he the law did. he's passed but, the which bar. is the real point in this but, but thing did, is this kid is smart you know super and, smart genius smart and to the point where putting him in jail does not do us any good well he got remember he, he got away again yeah when yeah. they got him back to yeah, the memory, went to the toilet in the airplane yeah. and find a way to get through the bottom, uh, pulled the toilet out, stuck down by the landing gear, and Tom Hanks' character was like running, across. running across the Yeah, but the they knew mat. he was going to go to his mom's house, Yeah, which he did, yeah. which is probably a biggest but, mistake. But tell us made. about the ending, what they eventually did with oh. him, almost the postscript to this whole thing. Yeah. What happened so to, he and went what to jail. he still does. He went to jail. He served his time. I th- he got time off for good behavior, but he also he got... Part of his probation was he had to go work for the anti-counterfeit division yeah. of the FBI. Yeah. They were like, this guy is so good, he can help us how to catch other people. Yeah. Almost like the gang, uh, the, who's that New York 
Amer- uh, not gangs of New York. American. Oh, American Gangster. Yeah, gangster. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hired Frank, Frank afterwards to try yep. to do stuff too. And it's smart. You know, if if you're wanting to know how somebody is able yeah. to do something so well, go to the source. Like if you you're know? a super hacker, cyber criminal yep. right now and you, you get caught, guy. you're going to work for the government. Yep. They're not putting your ass in jail. Yeah, they want to know what you, you know. You can spot yeah. things that they can't yep. and... Uh, kind of cut it off at the past and you'd be like if i was this guy this is how yeah, i would do it exactly how I yeah, would do. and that's what he did he worked in an office yeah, he's like, he see worked... this coding this coding is way too simple this guy this it was is just weird at the end watching like, him in shit. an office yeah. he's got his name on the door yeah. and yeah. this is where my life has gone it, it it's brilliant that they decided to make a movie out of it because it, it he lived a movie life you know that that whole life he lived. i think i've seen an interview with the real guy too yeah, cool. he was he was, uh, he was intricate was, in the making yeah, of the movie. He was on the set as yep, he was on the set as a technical advisor, and it was just brilliant. <laughs> Here's how awesome I was in this part. Here's yeah. how awesome I am in this part. It, it's really crazy. <laughs> it, it's similar to the uh, what's the uh, Wolf of Wall Street guy, the, yeah, the yeah. Jordan Belfort, mm-hmm. who who came in and uh, was also working with them later on. He was afterwards. a scumbag. And he, he went, but uh, that's the difference. He was a scumbag. <laughs> this Fra- guy Frank was stealing from. Really he was stealing from. From uh, I mean, as long. The I only mean, thing bad he did is he pretended to be a doctor, and if somebody died while he was that doing and, it, and he he really fucked with these women, yeah. uh, really badly. And I mean, Amy Adams, I I felt bad for because I mean they were on their they he were like planning the they were like planning their wedding when he he escaped yeah. out of that house and everything. So he, he did some shitty stuff to people, but it wasn't as to the point where like what Jordan was doing. All right, the next one. Also, this must be the other one that was high on your list, one of your favorites. One and two. I also, think. a Spielberg movie. Two Spielbergs in a row, and this is 2005's Munich. Ah, such a great thing. What I love about this movie, it's it's the retribution for the act that yeah. happens at the yeah. beginning of the movie. That, you know? I mean, and that's that's the story Spielberg wanted to tell. Yeah. So we're dealing with the uh, the, the horrible thing that happened during the Munich Olympics yep. where Palestinians. the Palestinians uh, had help getting over the fence by a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> you know Spielberg Amer- wanted to dig <laughs> By a bunch of Americans. Americans that helped these guys over the fence that broke into the Jewish... Uh, what were they? Gymnasts or... All, were they? all of... They were... They all were, different? All different. All different. It was the so compound the, that just had all the Jewish the Olympic athletes. Yeah, so the Israeli... Uh, Israel. Uh, the Israeli kind of uh, Olympic Olympic team, team was uh the palestinians came in obviously if you're not aware the palestinians and the uh the Isra- uh, uh the jewish israelis were, have never been friends and uh, probably never will be friends but to the point <laughs> the where last one standing is winner they're yeah. gonna kill each other <laughs> yeah. the end. so they came in there and it was super famous you can watch the real footage is a great documentary called one day in september yeah. about the real life uh thing that happened with them uh, taking the hostages, the, the the Jewish team hostages. Yeah, Black September. Uh, was Black the September the was the name of the terrorist group that came in and brutalized them. I mean, it was it was a horrible thing. They like immediately they, killed a they, couple of they them. They killed a couple of them, but that's where it was supposed to end. Yeah, like te- it. They're. It was supposed to, they were gonna. The German police kind of boxed yeah, it at the it was airport. Just the whole thing was a clusterfuck. We, we would like to think that if there were uh, the American snipers or if the Americans were on there, it would have went differently. But uh, it, it was like a three-day standoff that eventually went. I mean, to the they airport. were very critical of the German handling. Oh, yeah, yeah. in this movie. So they they went to the airport and they had these guys on the uh, on tarmac. the airplanes on the tarmac and everything. And when things started going bad and the snipers started taking people out, the uh, the Palestinians just 
killed threw hand grenades into the hand grenades and, and shot all the people and, and just killed all of them. And it was remember it was reported differently. Remember yeah. they were like everyone's all, saved. They're all, all hostages are safe and all Palestinian gunmen have been killed. And it's funny they went to the border camps and showed the Palestinian people crying. Yep. And then showed the Israelis yep. celebrating. They were like, oh, we're... And then. The famous, you can watch the news footage. The news footage is great. From, uh, I love Walter that Cronkite, Spielberg uh, worked it in there, too. Where really Walter great. Cronkite was like, yeah, he, you know, he, he was the one that had to come on the air and tell yeah. everybody. We were wrong. We lost like, them all. They're all they're gone. They're all gone. And that, that's basically how the movie starts. You know, the whole movie could have been that, but yeah. it wasn't. The, it was the, what we didn't, Cast we weren't aware brilliant. about is this kind of elite kind of uh, secretive group that was put together I by the Israelis. The, what, see, what's I, the name of the uh, the woman who ran the Israelis, the prime minister? Oh. Um, uh, Amira. Uh, uh, damn, she's got a weird name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, The actress looked just like her. Just like her. It looked uh, identical to her. And she so put together a, a I had stealth no, group. The, the Israeli secret police have were famous for getting Eichmann yeah. and looking for Nazis after the war ended. Yeah, yeah. They went all through South America chasing Nazis. Yep. And they could, they, I'm sure they've moved movies on that. They could make and more so movies on that. So they had a sure. history of this. They had a history of, yeah. if you wrong us, we will, we will we get will. our retribution. Yeah. They're Old Testament. Got people remember. Yeah. And, and, and I know this from watching uh, Lewis Black. He's yeah. like, you Christians, I love you fuckers. Because Lewis Black, yeah. he's like, but stick with your book. Your <laughs> book is the New Testament. My people's book is the Old Testament. <laughs> we will not. Stop We're gonna smoke until, you. <laughs> yeah, we will not stop until retribution yeah, is given, retribution. And, that, and that's what she did. She, which she, good for them, man. You know, and her argument was, we've been bullied for years, yeah. and everybody hates us, and everybody wants to kill us. This yeah. is our time to to act. Yeah, and they're gonna go above the law system and the courts, yeah. and they're gonna get. Remember, the general was like, we bomb border camps every month and kill ten times more people. Yeah. She's like, but nobody sees that. Yeah. Except the people in the border camps. We need the world to look at this. So let's talk about the cast. I, the, the handler with Jeffrey Rush, brilliantly Brilliant played by play. Jeffrey Rush. But yeah. the, the team itself that they put together to, they have specific names that they're going to have to go country to country yep. and take these people out. Yep. Daniel Craig, before he was Bond, yep. it was like right before he was Bond. Yep. Uh, you have Eric Bana, who was uh, awesome. really big at that time. You have that great guy who played uh, Julius Caesar in oh, yeah, yeah. the Rome series. Killian Kill uh, Yeah, Killian Hines. Uh, Killian Hines, he was really good. He's also in uh, Road to Perdition, yep. and uh, you'd recognize him if, you, if you're listening to this. So check his name up. Uh, who else was on that uh, team? Uh, the, the, the guy who looked like Horshack. The guy who looked like Horshack <laughs> for sure. And I, was there one more? I think yeah, there was, it was the old one. guy that bought the furniture. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm who a front guy. I have never seen him before. Oh, okay. He wasn't. He was nobody. And we got he to was see, somebody. We got to him. see them do their hit jobs, and it was amazing. It was super. I, I hate the, to say fun, but it, it was fun. the. Uh, what I liked about this, it was a period piece. Yeah, but the and the different European Union kind of the, just going over to different countries. The filming was so beautiful. Yeah. It was one of the best Spielberg uh, films, awesome. in my opinion. It, it really was. It, and it goes under the radar. When, when people think Spielberg, it, it's like 10th on the list people mention. And, and it's it's not worthy of it. There's so many great cinema, uh, ta- cin- cinematic moments in this movie. The music was great. How they cut between what was happening oh. was great. And the, the French handlers that were getting them the information yep. had the, the one guy. Oh, the guy from... Uh, 
uh, Quantum of Solace yeah, and the, bad uh, the guy, guy from, from Ronan, uh, yeah, the guy from Moonraker, yep. <laughs> Michael Lonsdale. Yep. He, he played the one guy that he was his handler. And it was great that they were getting these names and they were like, all right, this woman's in Holland. And that, that was a, a relatively uh, a more disturbing one. That was a tough ones. one to watch because But you got to keep reminding yourself how, well, how horrible she was. You of know? course. Yeah. She was like the, uh, the but honey she was trap. like I just <laughs> I do this for money. It's like yeah. you guys are doing the, the same thing. They came into like so, her houseboat and she's got yeah. like her cats and they they shot her in the chest with like a zip gun, yeah. and then she's and she was like almost like a zombie at that point. And she picks she up the cat and she's like around. hugging the cat and it was very disturbing. And they, it was very remember disturbing. they left her shirt open yeah, and yeah. someone tried to uh, to close, close it. it. He's like no, leave it open. open. Said fuck her. One of the best one was the telephone call, the the telephone bomb. uh, The telephone bomb and the bomb under the mattress were two of the more famous ones in this movie. And they were, which one you want to talk about? Let's talk about the uh, Uh, the the bomb under the mattress. That was uh, so the way they did the audio for that was so good. Yeah, that high pitched whistle. Yeah, that like almost like that audience. They wanted the audience to experience what Eric Banner was experiencing. So basically, they tracked this one. He was like a go-between for the Russian yeah. agents. He was like the money guy. So the money guy. So they went into his hotel room when he wasn't there, and they put this spring-loaded bomb yeah. that when, when he went, when he got into bed, it would yeah. load the bomb, and they would hit the button, yeah. and it would go off. But Eric Bannon was checked into the hotel next to the him. The Horshack guy put too much in there. He, he put, but he said someone changed the labels on the on them. Possible. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, Eric Bana had to be in the room next door, and when he he's like, like nothing will happen on, to me, right? Yeah, he said like, when I turn on the light, that's yeah. when you hit the bomb or lit a cigarette. I I'm said, really when I turn the light on, count to ten. Yeah, count to ten for me to get out then of there because he turns that light on and the and bomb then, goes off. Like and you had no idea, it blew him across wall. the room. Yeah, and then when they went when he went into the hotel room, there was like an arm on the ceiling fan. Yeah, oh yeah, and then they nasty. like injured the couple, the newlywed. Yeah, newlyweds next door. They were covered in blood, and he helped them kind of get out of the room. Yeah, and. And this was a great scene because they started getting paranoid. Yeah. Because, okay, well, they changed the plastic explosives. Who are we buying stuff for? Remember, they were on the yeah, boat. Yeah, they, they don't even they're know like, who they're owns this boat. This point, they're like, yeah. Louis owns this boat. Yeah. Who's and when Louis, Louis even Louis? sold it, Louis's like, you have no idea who you work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's where which, it, this is true. You don't know who. And that's you work what happened for. when Jeffrey Rush told him at the beginning. He says there'll be a d- deposit box and there'll be money yeah. in the box. When you need more money, you leave a receipt and you, d- you do. You can this leave and... messages in the box, but there should be no messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, the telephone one was particularly great. They had somebody come in to work on the telephones, and this one guy who was a lawyer and he had a family and everything, and they were waiting for the family to go to to take the little girl to school. And they're outside and they're yeah. ready to make the phone call. And when he picks up the phone, the bomb goes off. And or arms it. or arms it, and, and then they can choose. Well, to what blow they don't up. realize is there's like a delivery truck that goes blocks, and blocks them, and they don't realize that the little girl who's going to school goes back into the house. Yeah, she threw out her glasses. And so when she goes in and answers the phone, he realizes it's, it's the little girl answering the phone, and he has he freaks out and he has to go over because he the horseback guy was a hundred yards away and he, saw the his, green his light. His fingers almost. On he the saw button. the green light on yep. the thing. Okay, guy picked the phone up. Like five more seconds, he would have been blown up. So he races across the street and tells him to hold up because the girl is still in the apartment so they wait what i like about that is like everybody so they they avoided blowing this girl up yeah and they were like okay all right are we a go and then he's like they doesn't say anything and the window they fast forward to the bomb going off yeah yeah really great editing in this movie i mean spielberg's a master at this type of stuff and uh he was very underplayed of how great munich was it really was one of my favorite movies yeah very good top five movies of all time yeah it's definitely on my top 
50 probably of movies, but it's it's up there. Uh, this next movie, it would have to be on my top 20 movies of all time yeah, for sure. it's in my top 25. And this is 1990s Goodfellas. Uh, Which is... Henry Hill, man. a huge blockbuster. Henry Hill, time. Jimmy Conway, Tommy... What was Tommy's last name? I can't remember. Uh, he was Tommy. Just, he'll always be Tommy. Spider. <laughs> Spider, Spider, dance for me. So if you're not familiar with Goodfellas, man, go out and watch a movie, dude. Because Jesus. Goodfellas is one of the if you classic don't, movies if you haven't watched Goodfellas, you don't really deserve to watch. I remember to this when podcast, you had you? seen it. I had just moved to Port Charlotte with mom and Matt, and you so had 90. seen it up north, 1990. You had seen it, and you were like, "Dude, you have to see." Goodfellas. <laughs> I knew it was your movie, I, but it I was one it. of those movies that you had to warn. You were like, "Man, there is like probably more f words than you could ever see here in a movie." So, in uh, when we don't first go see moved it with to, your mom, when we first moved to Port Charlotte, we still hung on to that kind of Christian, Christian school mentality so, and everything before yeah. we uh, uh, kind of uh, dropped that shit. I dropped it my senior year. Of high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I dropped it soon after. It was like a year or so afterwards. But Goodfellas, yeah, it, 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 I remember it pushed the limits for violence and for swearing. That it's definitely one of the best Martin Scorsese's movie. It's not the, if not the best Martin Scorsese. It's the best movie. Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, I, I think it is for sure. It's a, a three-hour epic from yep. start to finish. The music, the actors. I mean, you got the great uh, Joe Pesci who won the Academy Award for this. Everyone was nominated, I think. Did Joe Pesci Ray won. Uh, Ray Liotta. And his wife. Uh, brilliant. She was great. Uh, what's her name? Melfi from uh, Sopranos. Everybody in that movie was great. Yeah, everyone. I mean, it, and it, it stars the who's who of Italian-American actors, you know, in it. Uh, the great... Uh, shit, who else is in it? I, I, I'm going to forget a whole bunch of people. Even Samuel Jackson in one of his first movies is in the... Stax. Stax plays... All you had to do was get rid of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. They did heroin and yeah. they found the vehicle. They found the vehicle, man. So, so But it was that real crime was that at, at one time, that crime that they were planning... The Latanza heist? Yeah. The Latanza heist was... Like the fifteen million dollars in cash at yep. the airport, and it was easy. It was like and the, the guy from Ice Harvest. Yeah, the guy the, uh, they shot Johnny. In the chest. Uh, uh, he's like, I'm the guy. I'm. I'm the, you're looking uh, at. I'm, I'm night security. About, that's funny. When I say I'm the guy, I'm thinking his role from. Uh, you know, Uncle he, Buck. ever heard the worst? He was the Uncle Buck. He was the clown. Remember the drunk clown? But he also wasn't up? he in Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Want to hear the worst noise ever? <laughs> you ever heard? <laughs> he's great. He's an awesome actor, and he was the guy who was like, I'm the bag man. You know, I'm the security. You know, I'm night, All you, you're looking at night security. I'm looking at me. night security. <laughs> All they had to do, and it was like these bags of money uh, coming into Latanza, and he gave him the key. I mean, he just basically. Just walked, walked in, in took it. and everything. And that was the cool part of the movie because they started doing cleaning house. They had they started doing yeah. That's a killing good exa- everybody. And that's, that's when a that, good example of not that, having too many people involved. You want goosebumps when the bodies come tumbling out of the dumpster? Oh, yeah. They start playing that Layla piano piano exit for Layla. And you, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about that. It's people. If you hear that song, that's what you think of. If you're a movie fan, that's what I think of the transition in the cleanup scene starting in Goodfellas. Yeah, it's similar with Scorsese and like Casino. I think of all the uh, the uh, Rolling Stone songs when they uh, they do Give Me Shelter and all that. The hard one in uh, the the Casino when they were beating oh, Joe Pesci's oh, brother oh, in the God. desert. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Uh, Casino had a lot more difficult stuff to watch in yeah. it. I mean, other than maybe the I Billy Bats, the, the Billy Bats killing. <laughs> I, I love the opening of Goodfellas where yeah. they the, the timeline was definitely box. fractured in Goodfellas, but I love the fact that we got to see them. You know that great line from as far back as I could remember. I always wanted to be a gangster, yeah. and then it boom, it went into Henry Hill's childhood and yep. went all the way up to him uh, meeting his wife and uh, kind of courting his wife and uh, young Joe Pesci uh, when he 
meets Henry for the first time and they're dealing with cigarettes and everything or or like when I love the scene where they get the mailman into the pizza shop. He said, you oh, see yeah. that kid? You deliver mail to <laughs> that kid's house? house? One more letter comes it's to that kid's school. house in the fucking over you go ahead first. <laughs> and they did like the freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> they, did a bunch, they did a bunch of Probably those. the best narration of any movie yeah. ever is is uh, Ray Liotta in Goodfellas that in my the, opinion. Uh, I, so I that and Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I love. I do love the uh, the narration Apocalypse. Because I'm, I'm sometimes I'm not a fan of that shit. No, narration can destroy a movie, man. It, it's it's done really well. What it was can that really make what the movie, movie where they when he went to go get some writing lessons? What script, movie is this? There was a movie where somebody went to go get script help, and he's like, "Don't put narration." Yeah, in yeah don't put narration. Cheating. In yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are against <laughs> Philip it, man. Baker Thomas was the guy that said it. I can't uh, remember what movie uh, it was. Finland. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what movie that was. That's interesting. But a lot of people do believe that. A lot of people have really aversions. Oh, it was for, the, uh, wasn't for it the one when the, when uh, and one of the most famous ones when this guy was, went through the front of in the car accident. Uh, Nick Cage, and he's like, "Fuck fish! I'll never dip another." Oh, toe was it an it. adaptation? Yeah, 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 it was yeah, an adaptation. Yeah, he went that to go sense, get yeah. some writing. His brother yeah. went to go get some writing advice. Yeah, like, Philip Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but this was great. One of the more famous movies that where it was taken out was uh, Blade Runner, where they took Harrison Ford's narration out of it for the final cut, which I actually liked better. I liked better, but maybe yeah. it's because I had already known the narration. Yeah, yeah. You know, that might have been the version, but certainly uh, Ray Liotta, you know, and then even to the end where he breaks... We're watching the, them he, spiral out of control. Ah. The whole the, the whole movie was spiral yeah, out Yeah, and of they're all... And it, what it tells you is everyone's going to turn on everyone yeah. eventually. It, One of my favorite scenes is when she goes to get help from Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. And was, Go, she's like, goes hey, down to the dress shop. Go yeah. get, pick yourself some, some dresses. And she's walking, and he's like, no, right in there, right in there. And she looks inside, and you see like a yeah. couple shady dudes inside. That's my favorite scene where where he starts doing all the drugs is when that one day starts. Yeah. You know, when the when brother's looking at the, the sauce. And the brother's the yeah, guy the brother's from, from uh, uh, Scotland PA. Scotland PA and uh, Grind Up a Life. He's awesome. I love that guy. Uh, but... I, and they play that and great the George with the diamonds. Yep. They had the diamonds. The great uh, George Harrison song that they're playing when he's uh, that that got the life song yeah. by George Harrison. That's so great. The music was such an element in Goodfellas. So good. So one of the, the best soundtracks. Part the the, the scene when they're in prison together and they're showing him making the sauce and the Paul Servino just made Paul Servino's career. Even though Paul Servino had been in like three dozen movies by this time, but everyone knew him as Polly after this movie. I mean, totally Polly after this movie. Uh, uh, Such a great uh, kind of... um but he, he had to be in hiding for, for these people. He's still man. in hiding. I mean, Joe Pesci. I mean, it's the most famous Joe Pesci kind of movie he had ever done. That and probably My Cousin Vinny are even bigger than Casino, I'm sure. But, uh, I mean, it, it's one of those roles that you love to see him in, but it, it's that character. And we've seen him in a lot in a SNL lot of these movies we're talking about. a lot about. of their the De Niro, uh, oh, yeah. Pesci like characters. It's difficult. And a lot of people know that character where if you're friends with them, you're safe. If you're not friends with them, this guy well, could kill you at any moment. The, the, the scene the with Michael when they, when the they scene with Michael Imperiali at playing when they, Spider. When they introduced uh, Ray Liotta's character, remember? Yeah. Well, funny how? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like a fucking clown. Like, I'm here to yeah. make you laugh. Like, you were uncomfortable in the theater Very watching that part. Or the scene with Spider. The scene yeah. with Michael Imperiali. I didn't who, see that coming as much as the other one yeah. built, built to an uncomfortability and then he was like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it, it's weird laughing. seeing Michael Imperial because he became huge in Sopranos. And, they tried uh, to do the same thing in that movie uh, with uh, the Johnny Depp played the gangster. Oh, yeah. Black Mass? Yeah. Remember he oh, asked David him about, the, when he asked him about Harbor, the recipe? And yeah. he's like, How you gave you up a family, family f- secret recipe 
how am I supposed to trust you? And you were like, such a great what scene. What the fuck? He made him feel uncomfortable. Here? That was a thing, and not to get off Goodfellas, but uh, that was the best Johnny Depp role, in my opinion, was him in Black Mass because he was scary. And you didn't. I like Donnie Brasco. I. Was probably I love Donnie Brasco as a movie better, but I think Johnny Depp was great as the Whitey Bulger. Yeah, I, who they gave like him those they gave him those eyes, you, and like, he looked like because you never saw that in a Johnny Depp role before that you think he could go across the table and kill you, and you, you felt that with his character mm-hmm. in Black Mass. Really good. I love Black that Mass. That could easily be uh, Jesse part two. Jesse, Jesse part two was great. Yeah, we could do that. We could do a plot two. We could do could it in a couple a, weeks. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it because I got five or six in my head. That yeah, yeah. True crimes freaking you could do all over the place, man. Yeah. Probably. We'll do Casino. We'll do, uh, uh, obviously, we'll do Donnie Brasco. Those are all great movies, man. Carlito. I don't think Carlito's real. I think that's a fictional one. So probably. We'll leave Carlito off. But th- there's plenty of them, man. Not real. Yeah, Goodfellas. Go out and watch Goodfellas. Do yourself a favor, man. It's my movie to watch if I'm making, like, sauce. It, it seems weird to be making sauce during it, but it's, like, the perfect Band thing. Band of Brothers you know? is what I put on when yeah. I make sauce. Yeah, you just, uh, everyone's got that. Well, cooks do, I guess. You're doing those all-day cooking things. I love those movies. and That's why I've been loving, I, I love October because I do horror marathons, but I only put movies that I've seen on a lot because I don't want to pause it. I just want to walk out of the room. I'll come back, and I'll be like, oh, it's like well, watching it you on wanna TV. Hear, you, know? you want to hear a secret? To sauce that I learned the other day out of necessity. Cook all day long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do that anyways. But here's the thing. <laughs> to me, a spaghetti slice, sauce slice is not a spaghetti sauce. Very thin. No. <laughs> sauce is not a sauce unless it has onions in it. Yeah. And oh. the more onions, the better. Oh, I always put like two onions. Here's the thing. I got home to make sauce, got all my shit ready to go, Ooh. and I put a lot of vegetables in my sauce. Yeah. So I had zucchini, spinach, yep. mushrooms, Green peppers. I'd, I'd put and I had onions at home, so yeah. I didn't buy onions. I got home, all the onions were moldy. Oh, you gotta go But back. I had one giant red onion. Oh, yeah. It worked, huh? It was delicious. Huh. I had never used red onions. Yeah. Always, to me, it's always yellow onions yeah. for. Oh, Vidalia. Yeah. This big sweet giant onions. red onion I used, and it made the sauce a little bit That's sweet. That's a man who didn't really want to go back to that grocery store. <laughs> I, I. Here's the thing, Marie, if you listen, and I apologize, but. <laughs> I never ask her to pick anything up yeah. just because me going to the store and her going to the store, her anxiety level is really high. Yeah. So if she, it would be a, if she has to go to the store, she'll do it. Yeah. But I try not to make her do it, but I almost, I, I had like, yeah. could you pick up on, and I'm looked over and I saw this giant red onion. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll do it over an onion. I cook it. Though. Well, here's what I do it. I cook it. I serve the sauce on the second day. Yeah, I I'm a huge believer. In I that. cook With it soup too. Stick it in the fr- soup even yep. more. Oh, even more. Three days. Let it sit. Sir, at least two days. Yep. Serve it on the end of the second day, yep. and the sauce is so much better. All the flavors come together. My girl will want it like an hour after. If you I'm make like, chicken no, soup man. and you pull it off the stove, yeah, yeah you can eat it. It's going to be good, yeah. but it's not, not as going to be as good yep. tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, for sure. And with me, chili is the same way. Same. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And that that's the, it goes in with that like cooking from scratch type of thing. Like with my sauce, I won't make it. I'll make it every three or four months, and I'll freeze a bunch of it. But I'll always <laughs> make it with with sausages. And and meatballs in it. You have to have the meat in there, man. It just gives all that flavor, especially with this. I do the, hot, a spicy sausage. You'll get a, a spicy here's sauce what I do. out of it. It's really I, good. Uh, I'll cook the meatballs and the sauce. I'll cook the meatballs and the sausages like I did last I'll time. Brown I I'll, I'll brown them on the stove. I'll brown them on the stove, and then I'll the sauce. finish them in the sauce. Yeah. So the but, point, but I'll drain the grease. I won't add the big tub of grease yeah, no, 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 no. that the meatballs were in. You don't need that. In. But you cook them long enough, and the, those sausages, those skins will come off they'll be gone i I mean they like cook in the sauce where there's no like uh uh 
uh, we go we call them sausage condoms, but the sausage condoms. Well, I are did gone. Um, <laughs> two sauces ago, and this is ties into because good fellas, yeah. Because one of the, the best scenes, scene. no, one of the best scenes is when they they killed. Billy Bath or whatever his name yeah. was, yeah, Billy. And Bass. then go to uh, his mom's house, who's yeah. actually Scorsese's mom. Scorsese's mom, yeah. And she's, you know, one dog she's going like, one way, one dog going the other. She's cooking. She's cooking. <laughs> yeah, he's cooking sauce. All and... the food in this big, and then like I just remember listening to uh, Joey Diaz, and he's like, mm-hmm. "That's he's like that is exactly what Italian families are like." Oh, he's yeah. like, "Cause I moved to the Bronx." And grew up around Italians. And he's Cuban, but he he's Cuban, but he loved they Italian those, they food. Have those big families too, you know. And he's he like, knows. and I would go to their house, and no matter what time of the day, I would show up three yeah. in the morning. You look hungry, yep. Coco. Oh, yeah. Come in here. That's a thing. He's like, he's like, I'm 400 pounds. How do I look hungry? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, <clears throat> they roll the meatballs with their feet. Yeah, old school Italian That's women. Crazy. But they make. I don't know if They're you've seen huge, it before. Man. I did that two weeks ago. Yeah, and it's better. It's the the yeah, density. Moist, moister, yeah. But I'll chop onions and put the onions yeah. in the mix. My girl gives me shit for making the meatballs too big. I I'll make them small if I'm making Swedish they get meatballs. Too, if I'm making they Italian get too meatballs, overdone if big. they're if they're small. Yeah, you need to make them big. Cook you them have the to sauce. make them Just big. That them way they cut them up in four pieces. There you, you can go. eat ground beef yeah. at, at rare. Yeah, you can, but I know a lot of Italian families do that. They'll like eat it while they're making it. I, was well, like, I, I had scrizzol, which is literally ground beef with a cracked. Egg yolk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Raw. Yep. And you mix it up and you eat it with yeah. salt and pepper. Not me, but <laughs> some people can do it. It's like it's almost I have had it's a delicacy yeah, for a, a lot delicacy. of people, but yeah. Yeah, so that's cooking with Dave and Paul. That'll be our next yes. pod. That'll be a good pod. <laughs> yeah, so that's part one of true crime. We'll definitely do a part two, man, coming up. Next week we've got our epic um uh, Halloween episode. I was going to do like a trivia with that, but I decided to make the trivia for the 2020 because we're going to be really low on our 2020 picks. So it, it's going to be the perfect one. To, uh, there's, there's a few. The Hunt. I need to lend you The Hunt, man. It's very okay. fun. Uh, uh, Mom has it right now, but she loved it. It was really fun. And uh, there's, a, the there's a lot of good year. ones. There's a lot of good ones for, for uh, 2020. But, I think. Uh, what's that? It's the lost year. Yeah, I mean, it will end up being that year. Where. Not a lot of movies. Not, I mean, the list is small, but we're, we'll we'll be talking about a few movies on the, our 2020 year roundup. But we're definitely going to do a trivia contest again. I think that's the perfect way to do it. Well, next week we're going to do Halloween, our Halloween, our annual Halloween episode. Past years we've done like uh, devils and ghosts and movies and everything. This year we got three categories. We got mad scientist, cult leaders, and uh, what's the uh, serial killers. So the, those will be our, and we picked four from each, and so they're going to be twelve movies, and we're going to have a, a good time. We're all going to be together at Dave's house to uh, to do that one. Out I'm going to dress up. Do it. I, that'd be awesome, man. Everyone wears their masks. Yeah, we can. I'm telling you, it seems like the the perfect year not to cancel trick or treating because everyone can wear masks. You know, one of my uh, one of my memories on Facebook popped up today with me wearing my uh, Darth Vader kind of uh, mask and Matt wearing the Yoda one. Did you ever get? Uh... <laughs> I don't know if you get the same Google ads I get targeted to me, but probably not. But. They have uh, this one that's Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. and they have the werewolf. Oh yeah, and it's a werewolf head, and it looks straight out of, oh, straight out of like uh, American Wolf, American Wolf yeah. London. But you could move the mouth. Oh god, man, yeah, they got intricate. And it was like wow. we, we were scared with stupid rubber ones back yeah, in the day. No. I could imagine these things start roaring at you and stuff, and I'm sure it's got like noises and stuff. Man, those things are crazy. I don't get scared yeah, anymore. I get like, creeped out. Yeah, I get creeped out, but I don't get scared. Yeah, not scared. <laughs> but so we got our Halloween episode. Then me and uh, Justin are gonna do dysfunctional families, and then me and Dave we're gonna do uh, true crime part two. So it'll be a fun next three weeks leading you up to do, our uh, uh, leading up to Skelter on both of those pods. Fucked up true. family 
and true crime. It is true. It is a <laughs> fucked up family, technically, I guess. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of good movies coming up to talk about. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. You can also leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms of iTunes and SoundCloud. Or you can just check us out on Facebook where you can see our collage of pictures for this week's releases and everything, and you can communicate with us on there. So until next week, when we deal with some spooky Halloween, see ya! Bye. Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Concur with what, sir?